True Believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations about finding roommates on Craigslist. Here's a hint, don't do it. This is episode 72, and we are excited to talk to you today, the listener, about phase three of the MCU with these seminal classics, Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man Homecoming, along with the shorts Team Thor, Team Thor Part 2, and Team Daryl. I know you thought I was going to say Team Thor Part 3, but it's Team Daryl. Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Anyway, let's get on with the show. We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I am your host, Casey, still not in his house, Franklin. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John, I might be writing a book, Evans, and Eric, let me tell you a story, Linebarger. We'd like to remind you all that if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys then it's not us. And you should turn off that podcast and turn on our podcast, The Not Funny Guys Present, Off the Reels. Now that that's out of the way, I would like to say, gentlemen, hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, that was uh, that was an easy one. Well done. And <laughs> that was an easy one. Well, since we are covering um, some great expressions of Jack Kirby's greatness in thor ragnarok i want to say today is as we were recording would have been his 106th birthday today so wow the king jack the king kirby you know what he'd be saying today right yeah that's right he'd be saying not revolution Kill me. <laughs> Get me out of Florida. Get me out of Florida. Uh, we love you, Jack Kirby. Sorry. <laughs> we do. Kirby Estate, please don't sue us. Yeah, don't please. sue us. Sue Eric, but not us. I know. <laughs> There's a picture he did. I'm still leave that there. That's a Kirby. Anyway, um, how was it? How was y'all's? Uh, how was y'all's week? Did you do anything fun? Did you do anything exciting? No one died. I hope. No, no death. No death. 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 No, no death, death this week. Can we That's say right. it? No death this week, except hey, hey, for hey. except for Terry Funk, Bray oh. Wyatt, um, Char, um, what's um the woman who plays Harley Quinn? Um, now I can't think of her name. Down. And um, I'm gonna look up her name. And Bob Barker, um, oh, yeah, Arlene Bob Sorkin. Barker. Uh, Arlene Sorkin. A lot of death this week. A lot of death. So a little bit of death is what you're saying. A little bit of death. A little bit of death. A little bit. And a lot of delays with things getting delayed. John's not going to get to have the reunion with his brothers this year. He was looking forward to being reunited with them. Hey, they can come on the the podcast and watch a movie with us. We'll all watch Dune. (laughs) All right, calm down. (laughs) <laughs> john's like that's a good it, idea yeah that's great <laughs> um Dune got Dune delayed part. so everything got delayed everything except for aquaman they are like fuck it we're getting this movie out this year <laughs> gotta get rid we of know it. it's gonna we gotta get rid of like this we year. know it's gonna bomb <laughs> and the best way to get a tax write-off is to get it through this year mm. so yeah everything's getting delayed everything just like my life and moving back into my house. <laughs> my house is apparently brought to you by Warner Brothers and David Zasloff. <laughs> oh, 
Sorry, I'm a little bitter. We were supposed to be back in our house on the 14th. It is the 28th. Yeah. They were supposed to better. sand. We were supposed to get into our house on Wednesday. They still haven't told us we've been delayed. Wednesday, we were supposed to get in our house. They were supposed to sand the floors on Saturday and Sunday and then lacquer the floor. So that's a couple days process. Mm-hmm. They haven't yes. sanded yet. Knowing they're sanding, I was told they're sanding on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. So right. I don't think I'm moving in on Wednesday. No, I don't think so. I don't unless, think so you, unless you don't mind the noise. I think that's a no. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard no. That is a <laughs> hard no. Just like balsa wood. Also, I want to make a warning to um, Eric. If you say, hey, now, again, I will sing Smash Mouth. So be careful. He will. He'll do it. He knows all the lyrics. <laughs> hey, now. What, so why, rock why are you coming after me for hey, now? <laughs> I'm just saying, so I, feel, I feel a strong compulsion every time you say it to like, like, when so you say, Eric, hey, now, I go, you... you're a rock star. Get your game on. Go play. So Eric, uh, did you did you win at trivia this week? You got damn right we did by one point. We one went back to our point. old our old haunt. What a cocky, there. cocky bastard! And uh, and I'm not trying to be cocky about it. It was it was a close thing. It looked like a tie based on the screen, but then it was revealed that we we won by one point. John, and, did, uh, uh, what'd you do this right week? The world. Uh, well, I got my book approved to go through one last round of um, revisions and then hopefully get published. So, nice, and yeah. I've got my deadline nice. this Friday for um all my documentation for my tenure. So nice. Well, hopefully next week we'll be able to give some positive news on your yeah. um your. Well, life I don't. Track, they, that's just when I turn stuff in. You'll know if I turned it in. But uh, they, right. I don't think they made it. If you have comments or concerns, yeah, I know. Haha. They don't. They don't. <laughs> uh, they don't know. But <laughs> but uh, also the the it won't be. I don't think a decision comes down until sometime in the spring. So. Ah, nice i um i went and did some antiquing this week and got a rare dvd uh something called dune the sci-fi channel miniseries the um six and then, hour version that's right and then on the Sunday, other way don't watch some of your kids There's i.e the short one there is nudity <laughs> there is nudity in that one so be careful Ooh, I should make sure everyone watches it. Um, <laughs> make me a copy. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I told you I that was male went... nudity, you'd you'd be like, no, no, it's female. Make me a you copy. Down. It's female nudity. <laughs> <You'll be good. laughs> uh, Sunday, I went to a Lorcana event. Um, managed to find a place that had some Lorcana. Um, you could pay to get in. I got a, a starter deck and two booster packs. Um, this is what a Lorcana card looks like. It's like Disney Magic: The Gathering. Except for if it has this symbol, you instead of placing mana or energy, you ink things because you're painting pictures, you're yeah. creating lore. And let me see if I can find the It'll card real quick. So, no, you're not going to be a, um, might be a squid. Um, you're inking shit. Did you guys hear about that story about inking. that guy who found the the incredibly rare one ring card? Yes, and then sold it to Post Malone for two yeah. million dollars. Yeah, yeah, well, it got hard cash right there. Like there's yeah. video of the transaction because there was only one. It was yes. only one that exists. Um, Wizard yeah. only made the one, one card, the one ring. The um, one ring. So anyway, and I'm in plan. I'm doing the, the event, and you say I'm going to ink this card, and that's how you put it down. And you, anyway, so you build things up. Anyway, I played this card. I said I'm going to ink my flounder, and then people Bless. look at me weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, someone covered the so children's ears. 
You know, I'm gonna, I, now it's even funnier is I never God. noticed the flavor text. If I had if I had done the flavor text, it would have been I'm gonna ink my flounder, excitement, adventure, danger lurking around every corner. Oh, oh geez. That would be me. That, that text it just makes it worse. <laughs> Folks, that's the text on the card. Oh my gosh. How did they not know this was coming? I don't know. <laughs> But next time I eat my flounder, I'm going to oh. read the flavor text. Oh, my God. All right. Ink my flounder. Put that on a T-shirt. That's our first merch. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the Jeff's kiss level of merch for us. Oh, my God. That it should be. Not funny, guys. All ink my flounder. Trademark. Ink, ink you my heard flounder. it first, folks. <laughs> we'll put it up there with the just don't. Sure. Just don't. Oh, my God. Uh, so... Uh, as you can tell from my uh, my laughter, it's been a much better week than the last couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's been fun. <laughs> we, there was lots of um, I mentioned the lots of deaths this week in the entertainment world, and um, I want to. Did I send you guys the quote from um, the guy who um, did Suicide Squad? Yes, yeah, yeah. the movie. I oh, feel like man, he's just being a whiny son. little. I, I heard about that somewhere so. else too. Yeah. Like he might be whiny, but it is kind of truthful. Um, well, he didn't get his version of the movie out, so he loved his version, and then he watched um, someone else have sex with him. He's it. just trying to get his ex Snyder. Yeah, Snyderverse. We want Netflix deal too. Netflix will just throw money at you. They threw money at those guys who ruined the end of Game of Thrones. They haven't done squat. They just literally yeah. What have they done since then? Nothing. They're just got their names on things where they kind of produce. Yes, they've probably already been fired by now. Because yeah. the studios were using the strike, if they go a certain amount of time, they can end contracts. So they were ending a lot of contract, these big deal contracts, so that they can say they saved money. Yeah, so they probably the did. Thing. So the strike's still going know, on I, for contests yes. for everyone listening. Both strikes are still going on. And to be and clear, we're we going to be going on for a while. We are we are on the side of the writers, of the actors, the people who are simply asking the AMPTP. The producers, the American movie producers and television producers, I believe it stands for, come to the table, have a negotiation in good faith, and recognize the importance and livelihood of the people you are hiring to provide the content that you rely on. You mean rather yes. than lecture them like they did apparently at that one meeting recently? Yeah. Yeah. That was, excuse me, that was like the dumbest thing that they. Congrats, guys. Congrats. Done. I, I, was... I've yet to see one positive thing on their behalf. Like, there's no positive news. I, well, no, no, they're hiring a crisis communications PR. That's not positive. <laughs> that's not positive. No, I mean, that is positive yeah, that because makes they, that's how stuck. bad they're doing. <laughs> okay, I get from that point of view. Yes, yes I mean, from that, that point of view, see. they need, they obviously desperately need the help because they're bad sure. at this. But I, I love that they're just asking for 0.18%. That's all they want. It's 0.18%. And I want to point this out. So I got, I pulled this up. This is from um, Deadline, Source Deadline. Disney's annual revenue is $82.7 billion. That is their annual revenue. Their annual cost is $72 million. Do you want to know how much of that percentage that they are? Um, they're, oh, sorry, that's 72 million. Sorry, that's that annual cost. Sorry, that would actually be what the writers want. I'm sorry, that's not how much Disney costs to run. So, Disney makes 82 billion. That writers that's want 71 percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 0.088 percent. 
Here's one. Here's a great well, one. That's NBC Disney. Universal. That's NBC Universal, their annual revenue one, or sorry, one hundred twenty-one point four billion dollars. The writers want thirty-three million. That is point zero two seven percent. Here's another one. Amazon. We're not going to mention some um, anything about Amazon except for they make five hundred fourteen billion dollars a year, and the writers want thirty-one million. That is point zero zero six percent. Yeah, Apple, $394.3 billion. The writers want $17 million. I I do feel like this is a slightly unfair representation of the revenues here. Not not from a whole parent company perspective. I'd say that about Apple as much as I'd say it about Amazon. I know, this this, ha- this has to totally Disney. be for the film divisions. Right, it, it needs totally, to be, it, well, the, the revenue should be specific to the, the entertainment divisions from which the revenue to the yeah that's the what I would assume, yeah. the wj would go to right and so then you're actually seeing a better percentages because something tells me i mean i don't know i'm not a i'm not a magnate of of amazon or apple anyone but i don't believe that amazon or apple are making over 350 mil billion sorry dollars based on their entertainment division alone yeah no, they I, also I want, that is I mean, not where they also going. want clarity on what they're actually making too. That's one of their sure. demands. Sure. Yeah. The no Amazon one, one has to be total company, not the entertainment. But revenue. I'm saying that this it's... this presentation of the data like this looks good from a from a standpoint of the WGA, you know, perspective, but like yeah. I don't know that it's a fair, it's a good faith argument. Yeah. Just tells it's you they make I'll stand with my capitalist money, roots here. <laughs> no, they're but still, they're still not asking for much amount money. of money. No, they're not. Yeah. And I, I still stand with the the writers and the actors on the side of the strike at the moment. I have yet to see anything presented by the producers that is worth listening to. Yeah. Now, there's Amazon, there's nothing being presented talks, by them for that matter. Uh, Amazon has had early talks with Disney to partner on developing an ESPN streaming service that would be twenty to thirty five dollars a month. Smart. Pass. I don't need that. Pass. Pass. Um, oh, I don't care what about, about ESPN. The, so, <laughs> what about the Netflix um, CEO co CEO um, concerned that if they give a fair deal to the writers and actors in the U.S., it'll set precedent for writers and actors in other territories to want fair deals? Oh no! Oh Can you no! Imagine us paying fairly across the globe. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Strange, strange times. Strange yeah, I have no sense. Think about it that way. You can still leverage that, obviously, to not pay them exactly the same. What's fair here is different there. Oh my gosh! Like, oh no, we have to pay people a living wage. I, I voted against that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like, yeah. yes, um, we don't want them having a living wage. This has got to be slave labor, folks. I Speaking want you to get done. Labor, I want you to get done working here, and then I would like you to go out and work four other jobs just to make it end. Meet. Speaking of slave labor, Careful. the Disney VFX department has voted yes. to unionize by eighty percent. Nice. Good for them. Good for so, them. Well, there so, were some horror stories there. coming out of there lately. There, there were some horror stories coming out of there. But this one, that, oh, also, as of today, Barbie is the highest grossing Warner Brothers movie. Of it has officially beat Harry Potter. Yeah, for Warner Brothers. Oh, no. So it's being the last Harry Potter movie. And they are the highest grossing film of 2023. 
because they've surpassed oh, no. Mario. Ben Shapiro's going to lose wow. his mind. They surpassed Mario, really? Yep, that's pretty fucking big. Yep. Actually, oh no, it Poor is Ben. That Here it is the top... minute video. Yeah, the, um, so this was earlier, but they're going to. Um... Oh, this is best worth. This is sorry. This is, so these are the top five. It's just they put them in how they rank them in order of best to worst. But the top five grossing of the year is um, Super Mario's in that list. Barbie, Guardians three, Oppenheimer, and Fast X. So that's right, John. Family is one of the fifth or uh, five highest grossing films of the year. All right. So it's also on. considered to be one of the most disappointing. This is not films in order. In terms, I know. No, not in. It is also considered to be one of the most disappointing films in terms of what they wanted box office returns on, though. Yo, wait, wait, go back well, to that list of five. Box I'm office gonna, I'm returns redo the are five. very unrealistic. Because they're saying best right. to worst. I disagree with that, but I, I can... Wait, Geo I disagree with this order, too. Okay, so I'm going to say... I, do think, I haven't seen... I do think Fast X deserves okay. five. I haven't seen Guardians okay. of the Galaxy Volume 3 yet. Or okay. Super So Mario the ones Wars. that you have seen, where would you put them? Oh, well, then... I'd say it's what, goes Then how are you going to do this list? Eric? Hold on. Well, so here's, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Based on my knowledge. Barbie, okay, Guardians, yeah. Fast X, okay. Super Mario, Oppenheimer. I stand by it. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Are you literally saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're going on a small tangent, ladies and gentlemen. Are you actually trying to tell me that Fast X is better than Oppenheimer? 100%. 100%. What is wrong with you? I will watch Fast X every day i don't care to see oppenheimer that again. doesn't make it better i only want to see oppenheimer again one more time just because i'm going to understand what the fuck happened anyway because nothing fucking mattered in that movie wow did you what movie did you it's watch? a biopic nothing like okay nothing in that movie like yeah things happen i get it blah 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 fucking bombs go off whatever right what i'm saying is like oppenheimer like it it is just flaky it doesn't follow shit it's not fun to watch it's not fun to understand you can't understand it it's just loud at points and if i'm gonna get all of those things i might as well watch fast x can i read wow. you something eric to help you out in this why you're no born? no but, well, let me help you out <laughs> hold on but wait, before you read that not funny guys off the real gmail.com <laughs> tell eric that he's wrong john please okay actually is... i'm sorry dr evans please thank you well uh, here is a statement about someone's someone a film critic's opinion of Fast X. The banter between the characters in the movie feels like a silly game of one-upmanship, where the goal is to outdo each other in delivering the most absurd, over-the-top possible, and to do it with a straight face. Don't get me wrong; the movie is hilarious, but it's because of how bad it is. <laughs> okay. No, so so here's what I'm going to stand by. Your average American, let them watch Oppenheim, let them watch Fast X. What are they going to choose to watch again? The film that's been bad since nine. Fast X. Because I'm actually (laughs) going to, I'm actually going to say Oppenheimer. I disagree. I would watch Oppenheimer again. Okay, Eric's going for the Eric's trying to go. Eric's trying to do a common man thing here. He's trying to go low. No, I'm not just trying to do a common man. I'm trying to say like Oppenheimer's just not a, a. good movie like it it's swinging for the fences it tries it's it's fine but like barbie fucking beat the shit out of it when i saw barbenheimer right there was no contest there right in terms of which one i preferred and like thinking back on it i would rather watch fast x any given time over oppenheimer 
what he's trying to Eric, say here, folks, is that he would rather watch a movie that is mindless. I'd rather watch any of the fast, except any, maybe anything Tokyo that's Drift. mindless <laughs> and he can well, zone out to. Yeah, sure. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But I think I think out think to Tay, Wait a minute. I think Tay says it. Tay says it best. By far the worst fast movie in the entire series. Seriously, don't waste your money renting, buying, or seeing this in the movies. You will be disappointed. The movie was way longer than the rest of them. Jason Momoa's role was kind of stupid, and my husband and I could barely pay attention because it was so boring and so far-fetched, and Jason Momoa's role was super annoying. This movie was all over the place. The Fast and the Furious franchise should have stopped making movies a while ago and at this point they're just beating a dead horse this movie was a total fail and i wish someone would have warned us before we spent 20 dollars renting this movie what a waste of money i just like the fact that you guys are fighting against each other (laughs) (laughs) see the funny thing is i have no horse in this race and this is just amusing to me so keep at it guys keep going keep going i'll just cut it out we'll pretend like this never happened (laughs) <laughs> now here one last one one last one i've been a follower of the whole series since the beginning and i thought a lot of them were great this was awful i love me some jason momoa like every other girl but not <laughs> worth buying this damn movie jason momoa was trying to just be like johnny depp sorry not sorry but it was not good i was very disappointed in this movie we can read one star reviews all day on anything. <laughs> I know. I know. By the way, I really <laughs> like Fast X. Um, I enjoyed it a whole lot, but Oppenheimer is still better. And I just don't care. Contest, so I actually fun. really like Fast X. Uh, so there we go. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right. So that's enough about that. Fast X. That we yeah, let's get back on track. <laughs> We have a question, actually, um, a comment. Once again, FastX threatens to derail the podcast. No, no. But if you... <laughs> the story of the Fast franchise in general. <laughs> you have any thoughts on FastX, you can write in like Will from Washington did. And Will says, do you think that Ego's death in the cosmic MCU universe could have major repercussions for the greater MC universe? I've got an answer no. for that. No. Because <laughs> nobody you don't cared think about that, him, and not even no. the Celestials gave a rat. So, like, dude, you don't think knock that it off. by him not being there, power balance will be thrown out? No, I think the Celestials had cut him out like in millennia before, and so they just kind of like left him like a bad experiment and just let him keep doing things, and was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how he could be brought back in. I, you know, I guess like I don't. He was Not never back, but just had major repercussions. Do, he was just never propped up to be that important. So, like, they would have to really work to retcon it. Yeah, uh, you'd have to give me like some sort of significant point of connection. Yeah, that, other that, than that, his own son, there's not a lot. And his and one it, attempt to apparently use his son to power an invasion and take over the galaxy. And I haven't but seen I'm it. But s- if they didn't really bring it back in three, then yeah, it's gone. I'm going to say yes, because I think whenever they get around to Galactus, maybe that they'll somehow find a way to, to bring it back. So is that's Galactus my thought, Will. in the same... Is he a celestial? No, Elgy. he's a, a cosmic being. Yeah, but what? He would have just eaten Ego. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens in the comics. Because all Galactus does is try to eat 
planets. What need right? like mm, maybe ego, ego tastes bad. Ego, I need some head. Oh, come on. All <laughs> right. All right. All right. <laughs> Put your Oppenheimer back All in your right. pants. Give <laughs> <laughs> my Oppenheimer back in my pants. I'm sorry. I really like that the movie. Big I mushroom can... in the skyline. You All right. Stop talking Oppenheimer about Super Mario Brothers pants. now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know a way to bring that up. Oppenheimer and Super Mario Brothers are the same movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is... Which one is it? <laughs> that's how Eric got written off the podcast. Oh, that's how he got written off. All right, let's jump to some movies. So we are watching the MCU movies. Um, MCU properish at this point. And this week we watched Thor Ragnarok. Spider-Man Homecoming, Team Thor, Team Thor Part 2, and Team Daryl, all of which can be found at Disney+. Plus. I hope you watch them already. If not, please pause this and come back. We'll wait. Welcome back. I'm glad that you actually went and watched those and listened to our recommendations, so thank you. I hope yeah, you watched them in the correct order. <laughs> so let's let's talk about these in the, uh, in the order in theory they should fall, because there's timeline discrepancies. The order here. that you watched it in, of course, audience member. That's right. Um, Team Thor. Um, this is a wonderful little short that was directed by Taika Waititi, and I believe this was like his audition like tape for Marvel to be like, hey, I got this idea, I want to do this, and then he runs with it, and they loved it, and the humor. That's my understanding of how he ends up getting Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. Spoilers, he's going to direct that movie. Um, he wrote this little short, and um, there's no way to do music for it. This short has Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner and Daly Pearson as Daryl Jacobson, which I didn't realize his last name until this very moment. <laughs> um, so what what are your thoughts of um Team Thor part one? What are your thoughts on it? It's a short one, it's like three minutes. So keep it brief, Eric. Brief. Oh uh, yeah, it's whoa, fun. whoa, whoa. not in your briefs, not in your briefs. Oh, Just my brief. God. Sorry. Oh my god. It's Go fun. No, it's a lot of fun. It's um it it's it's a sense of humor. I think A Chris Hemsworth is great, has a great sense of humor, and I don't think it's been explored enough in the first two movies. Um mm-hmm. I watched this after watching Thor, so I did this wrong, but um That's right. It it was, was great. Thing. It was really enjoyable, right? It's I think it's like a four minute short, and so it's really mm-hmm. it it takes no none of your time of the day. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it right now and really miss nothing in terms of your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably won't even get in trouble if you're watching this at work. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. It's just fun because it has a nice little like dumb reason why he's mm-hmm. not in Civil War. Yeah, and you it's know, like I, I it's Thor's ego. Like it it plays really heavily on that as the as the joke. You know, well, it's Thor's. It's good. Chris Hemsworth being comedic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a hint at what we see more of in Thor Ragnarok anyway. Yeah, really. So the basic premise. He he tones it down in Thor Ragnarok. He gets to let True. loose after oh. that. It does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you didn't watch it, shame on you. But the basic premise is Thor just decides to take a break and decides to move to Australia and live with a guy named Daryl, who he found through Craigslist. And um, comedy ensues. And while all this is happening, civil war is going on. So this takes place um, around 2013. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, around uh, 2016. Sorry about that. Um, around 2016, uh, because they reference the Civil War, although it breaks continuity because Banner is there, and that would be yeah. impossible since he Banner went planet. off planet in 2015. 
But other than that, it's around Civil War. You know, so otherwise. Crazy. Yeah, otherwise. All right, so that is um, Team Thor. So Team Thor Part 2. Um, this one is also directed by Taika Waititi. Um, apparently, the right, it was written by Jack Kirby. You think so he did both of these? Wow, good job! Like, did, did he do both these at the same time, or did he do one and they're like, "All right, now, now do another one of those"? That's a. I bet you he did because it's part one and part two. I bet you he did them both together. Yeah. But the fact that it listed Jack Kirby that tells me they just improv the shit out of this, probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this one's just improv. Uh, but Chris Hemsworth back as Thor, uh, Daly Pearson back as Daryl, and um, Susan Gillis as as Guardian. I don't know where that's <laughs> coming from. I did enjoy um, that wanna... Mjolnir had its own bed in the first one. That was cute. Yes. Drawings. And it's he carried doing, over in this one. Yeah, little drawings and doodles. And then he puts the hammer on the toilet yeah. seat. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the hammer on the toilet seat is hilarious. Dick. What a dick. <laughs> He's such a dick, this whole thing. Yes. Um, I want to say, watching this, the fir- my first note is Thor should never tell kids stories. No joke. <laughs> He's like <laughs> the worst. Yeah. <laughs> But then I wrote a uh, hammer on toilet. And then um, this takes definitely takes place after civil war mm-hmm. because he references that their stuff is all done. Um, but it's, it's a funny one. And I like that. He doesn't, he doesn't understand time. He looks at time in centuries and Daryl went out of his way to say a fortnight. You owe me money every fortnight. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get to the next century. And then when he tried, like, this is a pumpkin Thor. <laughs> no, that's, that's, great this is as i can't spend that here um and then the this is my this is my brain my muscles uh, <laughs> i'm covered so in i'm covered in brains <laughs> oh, i don't know how they did that scene without like just dying laughing there's probably a lot of outtakes oh i bet you there are um yeah that's a theme it's just a continuation of the last one um, they're still just living together, and uh, yeah, yeah, not much else to say about that one. Really seems as though right, Daryl uh, is not enjoying it. That's what I would say. Yeah, <laughs> no, he is definitely. Maybe he'll find a new roommate. Maybe he'll. he'll just oh, move maybe on. he will. He hopefully he will. But before we just figure out if he finds another roommate, let's talk about Thor Ragnarok. Thor. Thor Ragnarok, 2017, um, Disney, two hours and 10 minutes long, directed by Taika Waititi, written by Eric Pearson, um, Craig Kyle, and Christopher Yost, composer Mark Mothersbow. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Mothersbow, it's good. He's such a great, that was such a great score. What else has he done music for? You know, Um, he's done a lot of stuff for Wes Anderson. He's been all the way. He's actually, by the way, he's actually the lead man from Devo. Really? Yes. Really? He's, the, he's the lead man in D, from Devo back in the day. Wow, I had no idea. Insert whip it joke here. Yeah, exactly. He whipped it good. So speaking of whipping, here's the cast. I'm going to go through fairly quick because most of these we already know. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Kate Blanchett as Hela. Mm. Oh, we call, we like Idris that. Elba as Heimdall. Jeff Goldblum as the Grand Master, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, Carl Urban as Scourge, Mark Ruffalo as Hulk, Anthony Hopkins returning as Odin, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Taika Waititi as Korg, 
Rachel House as Topaz, Clancy Brown, and not a Clancy Brown voice, which is very strange, as Surtur. Um, you can pick a, it up. You can pick it up if you listen closely and you know it's him. Yes. But it's not um, obvious. Um, oh, as, yeah. As Hogan, Ray Stevenson, R.I.P., as well stag zachary mm. levi as fandrel who has the quickest death ever in a movie luke hemsworth as actor thor <laughs> sam neil as actor odin i loved that damien uh, damon as actor loki stanley <clears throat> as barber mm. so great cast so eric you might you know what grandmaster looks like and you're like oh is that what grandmasters always look like in the comic books sure. this is who Jeff Goldblum is playing. Spot on, right? Spot on. You know what? I mean, no, obviously not not quite the same. But for a a representation on film, that's not bad. Like I get why they did the blue. Right, the blue aspects are meant to recall the the skin color, but like it makes way more sense to do something eccentric like the blue lip or something like that versus a large blue person the entire time, which is either effects or makeups heavy. And I'm sure yeah. knowing uh, what's his name, he's probably like, mm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> In the comic books, this is what Valkyrie looks like. All right. We see her because she gets killed. Good. Not that one. The other one. We do yeah. see a version of that blonde one getting off. Yeah. So. I mean, they were really smart. They were just like, we didn't say which Valkyrie. There's a lot of Valkyries. Wait, they are a, they are a group. There's a version yeah. of the blonde one getting offed? Where... Yeah, she she saves Tessa Thompson's version. Yeah. In the attack on Hela. Yeah. If you know, you know. We're going to pause, ladies and gentlemen, so Eric can go back and watch <laughs> the movie. I saw um, the movie. Speaking, speaking oh. of Hela, there is Hela from the comic Pretty books. good. Pretty, pretty good. spot on. Pretty spot on for that one. Yeah, another uh, uh, some other little shots of Hella. Where was the? Oh, here's I thought mine. it was here's interesting that she chose to do her like slick her hair back, and that's how the horns always came out. I thought that was that was a cool yes. effect. Would you like this outfit if it had been that one? That's a bit much. Bit much. <laughs> it's a little poison ivy esque. Um, yes, it is a little poison ivy esque. Um, I I've been a, a huge fan of Hella ever since. I think it was Thor one or five oh one. It was like right around the time of um, onslaught. It was like when they were ending the first Thor run. Mm-hmm. There's a cover with Hella on it, and ever that was the first issue of Thor I think I'd ever read. Definitely the first time I'd ever seen Hella, and I was just in love with the design of this character. Um, so when they said that she was coming into this movie, I was very excited. When it was Kate Blanchett, I was way more excited because um, I'm a huge Kate Blanchett fan. Um, I actually I love the horns and I love what they did. Honestly, my favorite look for her though in the movie is this look when she's yes. like emo goth, emo goth hairdo down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I came out of my That's room my favorite for this. For you made me come out of my room for this. <laughs> yeah, this right here. This is like my favorite um, look for her in the whole movie. Oh, look, here's her in uh, Taika Waititi. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that one. Um, is there anyone else that's worth showing you, Eric? Oh, Scourge. You actually should see what Scourge looks like. Real quick. Um, here is Scourge. Um, that's Tim the movie. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Here's a here's a shot of Scourge. Oh, there we go. Scourge with Enchantress. 
Not far off. Not, so one day we'll get in shape. Not far off with the uh, the head design. No. The, yeah, the no, he looks good. Yeah. And yeah, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Really oh, Carl job. Urban, right? Oh, yeah, Carl, good job yeah, Carl it. Urban. He's amazing. Well, he's not Carl Urban to... does it's not good. I mean, honestly. Yeah. He's a quality actor. I mean, I still need to see the I, voice. The underrated Judge Dread, the Dread movie he was he did. It's pretty decent. Well, I didn't He's see really that good in Dread, especially for the really fact good. that it's much more accurate to what the comic books were. Was he so, Dread? Yes, yes in yes, the in the Dredd. remake, and it's much closer to the actual comic books than the Sylvester Stallone version ever was. So, ooh, yeah. we should do a side by side as one of our episodes. We should. Next we year. need to do that actually. Yeah, of of Judge Dread and Dread. I, yeah. I really want to watch Rob sure. Snyder. So no, I don't. We should also do a side by side of the Super Mario Brothers movie from like the oh. 90s and the Super <laughs> Mario's movie from this year. <laughs> Ooh. I'm down. Ladies and gentlemen, look forward to that because um, Eric just year. made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's get into let's get in this movie while I jot that note down because it's actually going to happen now. Yeah, um good... this movie takes I place that... it starts off with thor captured and hired me um, for my brain we sense. set a tone <laughs> we set the new tone for the film early on where he's having this what seems to be a conversation with nobody only to find out that there is a skull and some bones in the cage with him and you know it's like the most kind of like meta we've ever sort of gotten thor just a little bit where it's like what he's talking about is it the audience is it somebody he's talking to we don't know and that he's gotten himself captured on purpose because it's a strategy. Mm-hmm. And this this also scene where you know the hanging from the the chains and stuff mm-hmm. really sets up the kind of oh, tone gosh. of Taika Waititi in yes. in the universe here. Yeah, he's, of this he's like, kind of wait, like, wait, I can't see you. I can't see. Yeah, you. exactly. On, the on, spinning. Yeah. You know, that is. It's doing it on its own. It's doing it on its own. I'm, I have no it, control. And it's shot from angles and stuff that make it just feel mm-hmm. super plain. Which is very much that Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows, you know, um, you know, kind of homage and, and and feel especially where he just kind of shows something and the absurdity of it, and lets that be the humor, right? Yeah. Um, and I think well, it that... also starts. It also starts up in this sequence where you talk about like when the music kicks in too, because that also sets the tone mm-hmm. on that. Like, oh yeah, we're yeah. going this oh, yeah. like seventies, eighties rock, bum, 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 and then the colors start, we get and like song. it's just. Yeah, and then Zeppelin. it's just um, which they call back at the splash end. Splash right? page, they do, they, they do bookends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just splash page oh, on yeah. splash page. The number of times so that gorgeous. Thor or someone jumps in the air, like a like a comic panel in this, yeah, you know, coming down, is incredible. That silhouette sort of idea of a, of a what I think of comics, I guess. Or and when he gets comics, back to Asgard and through the Bifrost, well, I. I love right before that too, like when he's trying to get the Bifrost. Yeah, and we're like, "Where's Heimdall?" And then we get up, and there's Scourge trying to get into those two Asgardians' pants. And he's <laughs> like, "Look at my stuff! Look at these! I call this one Des and this one Troy." And when they're the together, they call Texas Troy. Texas. Can you confirm, John? Are those from Texas? Those can be anywhere yeah. in the United States. Are you kidding me? Uh, you don't have to discover that's true. And then we cut back to Thor and he's trying to get away and he's just trying to. And then one of my favorite things I think now in an MCU movie is the dragons trying to eat him and he's just like, hold the hammer and he just puts it in the dragon's mouth <laughs> and it just drops him to the ground. He's like, stay. 
yeah. love it. I love it so much. And that dragon's so huge. And then when he goes into the uh, the Bifrost, and then the dragon's head gets cut off, it's so yeah. tiny in comparison. Mm. I love like all of the, the girl blood just kills the mood. The green That's what I was about to say. Purple. All the goo, those women, they were, and it's really fascinating. Like he's trying to get to them, and he can't get the two girls. And Thor comes in and just. They goo all everywhere, all over them. Really, and dragon makes an entrance. <laughs> 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 yes. No, is that make an entrance? And in this, in this, even though it's, a, it's like a gross, disgusting scene, Taika has that bit of levity with the um, dragon eye rolling and the tongue oh, yeah. sticking out. <laughs> and a I mean, great moment of levity to that point of the Taika Watiti sort of moments too, right? Just the added absurdity of everything. It. it the colors, right? This whole moment from the moment that Thor breaks out of the chains to the moment that the dragon's head is sliding across purple and green bloody th- you know, floor. Mm-hmm. It's just color pop upon color pop upon color pop. Yeah. It's so different from anything we've seen from Thor in the first two movies. Like yeah. those were just shades of black <laughs> and, and dark browns yeah. and dark greens and dark blues, like dark, right? And this well, feels like all of a sudden we've we've thrown color at the world no and, this is a full-on leaning into that's Jack Kirby. it's yeah. it's like it's all if you ever look at his his sort of overly top fantastic cosmic stuff the man had just a, a passion for just the most outrageous color i mean even if you go beyond his marvel work and things he did with Thor and things he did without with everything else in the Marvel universe. And then if you think about the things he did there and then the things he did when he did the new gods, which became a major staple of DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like think about Orion and uh, Mr. Miracle and all those characters, dark seed, dark side, mm-hmm. a whole lot of them. These are yeah. all things that sprung forth from the mind of Jack Kirby, mostly. A lot yeah. of this and just the vivid imagery he makes use of and the color is fantastic. This is definitely Taika being yeah, like, like there you we, we can't do comic booky stuff here. Hold my beer. No, <laughs> no. He really leans into oh, it in actually, a way that's amazing. Here we go. Here's here's a Kirby Scourge. Yep. Right here. So it's 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 amazing. And so we 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 get that color introduction. And then you get with the humor, it just all melds. Like there's no, there's no wonder this movie is considered one of the people's favorite Marvel movies um, with all of that there. And then I, I love that. Then we get to this, like we're going there, we're going to, to go see the King, go see, see Odin. Odin. And he gets there and he's, it's this play. You're supposed to announce him, remember? This, Scourge says, I have to right, announce you. To, yeah. And so he gets in there and it's this silly also, play, but they throw a we also learned that Heimdall is supposedly a traitor now, too. That's another yep. thing. Yep, Heimdall's a traitor. Um, I love the when they're doing the play, it's like there's a line where um <laughs> Loki tells Thor, like, remember that time I turned you into a frog? Wasn't yes. that great? And then we'll he cuts to again. Odin and he's just laying there eating his grapes. You're like, Oh, that was a great time. Oh, yes, I love that. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, so much fun. Uh, you had one job. You had one job. Uh, then, all it, it is a little out of place. I think when Thor like grabs Odin and is mm-hmm. like, 
All right, I'm just gonna we're gonna test my hammer here. The, the Odin well, he scene obviously uh, knew honestly, it was he obviously knew the game was up. Well, the Odin yeah, scene he knew, but it's out weird. of place for the audience. Oh wait, not I'm jumping ahead to a different Odin scene. Yeah, you're jumping to the other. One. I'm talking about when it's revealed that Loki is Odin. It oh yeah, that's great. Of, that's a little great bit stuff. out of place to the audience. It's it's a wonderful scene to see, but. You can make the argument. How did he know? How long has he known? Why did he let this happen? Something gave it away in the in the sequence of events. So, he obviously well, put yeah. something well, together. Well, He's not as dumb as he looks. Well, so yeah, I Surter think Surter did, did Surter did tip him off. I think. Yeah. I, th- I also think Loki gives it away, right? Pretty pretty obviously as he's Odin. not being careful. Not only yeah, that, he's, he's being very flippant. Odin has like a smile. He's kind of drunk and like. Oh, he's talking about committee and, meetings and. At what and point ever others. have we seen Odin in that exactly. sort of personality? You know, so like he obviously didn't pay attention to it. It's very true. That's how I interpret it yeah, as yeah. how he figured it out. That so was Serta's tip off. Makes a lot of sense of how he'd figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we get to he takes him, um, which is is great, and they oh decide God, like, oh, let's go favorite. find father. And I love that it is weird. a callback to the original Thor stuff because he's got the umbrella. Umbrella. In the comics, originally it was a cane that he would mm-hmm. use to um, switch over to Thor, but he has that. Um, he's looking kind of like what you would expect Doctor Blake to look like. Yeah, and, and then they're Jane just broke out. up it's with a, you. Sorry. Yeah, there's like little bits moments that, and then all of a sudden, here comes the comedy with the portal opening up below and dropping oh God. in. <laughs> Loki, and then, and then, we then go you get to... the, the card and you go to Doctor Strange and where yep. we find ourselves at that end credit scene we've already seen a bit of yep and you were and you were right that he is wearing the gloves in that sequence yeah um, the only so time we ever see they the must have shot them right around yeah so um, and it's, I love it's how he keeps sequence I love how he keeps moving around and Thor can't keep up and it's like he's That's drunk what I was about to say it's like he's drunk yeah What's funny is we've never seen Doctor Strange. We didn't see Doctor Strange use that power in his movie. We've never seen him use that power since. It's the only time we've ever seen him zipping around like it is, that. It is kind of a parlor trick, though, right? I feel like it is. It, yeah, it's got to be. It's just him being He's messing funny. with Thor. It's like, yeah. Wait the the moving uh, of the 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 moving of the thing or the the drinking of the the beer. Where he like teleports, it's, the, it's like yeah, he the teleports, the constantly. moving teleportation. Yeah, that's where it, like he's done that a lot. Yeah. But no, I mean, he's like, not. He does the he does the he does the portal and goes yeah. through the portal, not just like blink. He's there and then blink. He's somewhere else. And he's, he's dragging that door with him. Always opens yeah, the portal. Okay. It's like yeah. he's not moving. It's like he's making the world around him move. Because Thor yeah. is with him, and Thor is the one who's constantly disorientated by it all. And mm-hmm. because he's holding that ridiculous thing, mug of beer. You know that tanker to beer, it basically makes him stumble around like he's a drunk guy. Yeah, as a result. So, and then he's like, "All it's like if I help you get off, like find your dad, you'll take Loki away." All right, cool, great, go. cool, yeah. wonderful. I'll help you. And then they does and, the spell. He's got the gloves. He's, the gloves that you guys mentioned. Yes. Yeah. He he does mention that he is trying to protect the multiverse, which is the mm-hmm. first time we ever hear someone really talking about protecting the multiverse. True. Um, and then I love how it's like he gets his information, he's gonna go, and he's like, Oh, wait a minute, my brother. I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh no, this is my favorite <laughs> part because he's like he thumbs down, he hits the floor, and says, I've been falling for 30 minutes. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good He's one. He's just infuriated. Where has he been following yeah. through? Like, where just do you think it was? Empty space. I in imagine. my mind, so in my mind, what's actually happening is there's a there's a room with a portal at the top and a portal at the bottom. <laughs> He's just constantly falling through, like the worst level of portal ever. <laughs> yes, in <laughs> my mind, stuck. that's what's happening. I love that he then tries to threaten Strange, and he just sends him through the portal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then that's we, where we. I think that's what back you were talking good about. Good old, here, like the weird scene with with Odin, of like yeah. him just being. I don't. There. This is a weird scene. Get back to Dad, who's like, oh, well, I'm glad you're here because I've given up on life. Yeah. I'm glad you're here because I need to tell you about something very important. You have an older sister. She's yeah. coming to kill you. It's like they're and attempted she's incredibly at like hot. And Marvel does by McDonough. the way, Thor, you're going to have a relationship with her, and she's. And she's Loki's sister, uh, Loki's daughter. Yes, that Wait, would be who? the more Norse Ella mythology is? accurate Sorry. version. So in the books, in the within mythology, with the mythology, um, Hela is Loki's daughter, and she has like a but she's the older, older, crush. the old eldest sibling they, here. They adjusted it for this, hmm. um, but she has like massive thing for Thor. Like oh, she yeah. is in the Thor, like no one's business. Bow, bow. And I believe John, correct me if I'm wrong. Bow. Haven't didn't they hook up at one point in time in the comics? I feel like I, there was a small. I, I know, time I know about, I know about Enchantress. I do not, don't know about Hela. I think there's a time where he and Hela had hooked up, but Hela's definitely was always in Thor, and she is Loki's um, daughter and hates Loki. Yes, with a passion. Just like in this movie. So. Who doesn't? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I love that when she gets released, I love that Loki totally seemed to have forgotten what Odin warned him about drawing mm -hmm. her power from Asgard <laughs> because that's why Thor, when they have the showdown and he summons the Bifrost, he's like, yep. no, you yeah. idiot. Don't do this, you stupid but son let, of a bitch. But of course, well, right before that, let's before talk that. about the, the really important thing. Like, First, I love her entrance. When like Odin twinkles away, the storm clouds start, and it's almost like Thor's summoning it. And you can see Loki's like, Oh god, Thor, like calm yourself down. Right. But then they cut to you see the green and black portal opening. Mm -hmm. Almost like a weird like little stargate. To me, that's why the sky is. It almost it almost starts like an stuff? idea like it's gonna be Thor and Loki fighting each other again. And then it's like, yeah. No, 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 hold on, look in the background. I I, and then I really want to know where that where that where she was being kept. Honestly, <laughs> I do too. That looked unpleasant. And then emo goth um, hottie walks through <laughs> and pisses them off. And, and Casey loses just, it. <laughs> they become typical males, and like I know how we're going to stop a powerful woman. We're going to throw a hammer at her, <laughs> and I love it. She just like hand out and grabs it like oh let me show you my power and just crushes the hammer mm -hmm. but just like just like and, thor's and, ego and, just and crushes and it and really breaks it creates trauma for thor yes uh he needed a good know. bit of trauma, so he of course makes the mistake of summoning the yep, boss yeah which and they try to make their getaway which he follows which continues this the um going along with the ragnarok because mm -hmm. Surtur warns, like, hey, you're going to do this. Yep. No, I'm not. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to take your head to where the thing that you need is. <laughs> and then they their arrogance ends up getting her there, which is going to cause 
ultimately lead to Ragnarok. Well, um, but of course, on the way, she throws Loki out into wherever, yeah. and then Thor. When we learned that, in I mean, it's skipping a tiny bit ahead, but we learned that when you break out of the Bifrost, just because you break out seconds apart, oh yeah, does not mean that's how much time has actually passed. Because Loki so it, gets there, a couple it's of a days very clear, it's a very clear statement about it being an Einstein Rosenberg bridge, and that it's not only traveling space, but it's also traveling time. Yeah, so, which they had actually established very, in the first movie. Yes, and that's very, very demonstratively made clear in this film. Yeah. So, of course, um, then, she ends up on Asgard, but they end yep. up in Jack Kirby's Sakaar. Wonderland. Jack yeah. Kirby Wonderland oh of Sakaar. <laughs> well, we're all well, of it. I love when play. Thor. I love when Thor lands, and the people show up, and he's like, "I need help." I'm like, "Are you friend or food?" They're like, <laughs> um, I'm not food. He's food. Attack him. And then Valkyrie shows <laughs> up. Like I said, I'm passing this... through. Passing through. Yeah. Passing through. Um, and Valkyrie shows up. It's just clear badass. Like he's mine. And then you just clearly drunk. see she's drunk off her ass. Yep. And falls over. And then gets up. And it's just a great comedic moment. Like, I told you he's mine. Yes. <laughs> and, and she, she kicks obliterates her ass. Him. Yep. And then takes him away. And in the show shot when he's flying eric did you notice as they enter the city one of your favorite characters beta ray yeah what beta ray bill he was you didn't there notice you didn't know his ray face bill? no his face oh, is on the grandmaster's you... building what the former maybe champion. i did and didn't realize it it's a planet hulk um, reference. i'll pull up a shot for you there it is it's a planet hulk beta reference Yep. Oh, and there's I um, knew I should have paid more attention to those faces. Like I bet all of those shit fucking matter. Yeah. Look, we got Aries. Wait, are you saying Beta Ray Bill was like a uh, a warrior for the, the Grandmaster at some point? Same as Hulk is? He, he had to be a he had to be a champion mm-hmm. because Hulk gets gets on there. Does that so, mean Hulk killed Beta Ray Bill? Or Beta Ray Bill was just there previously. Don't know that he killed him. We don't, don't know. Like, these are in why order. Is it like man thing on the bottom there. It, Ooh, it does look thing. a little like man thing. <laughs> Who's the spike? Um, well, people do say. Well, people think that man thing, Aries, wow. Beta Ray, Bybees. Congrats. So, anyway, excuse you. Yeah. So yeah, you get, your Beta Ray build kind of has a small um, MCU cameo. Mm-hmm. He'll have which more. Is kind of fun. Let Let Taika he have will. at it. I, That'd be so a great I love Taika then, movie. Oh, it would be amazing. I hope Taika puts him in the next one. That or like um, World War Hulk, I think would be another good Taika movie. Um, World War Hulk will happen, but that's not going to be Taika. That'll be someone else, I'm sure. Um, anyway, back to reality. Back to Thor wakes life. up and he has no gravity. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trapped in Willy Wonka's oh. chocolate factory. Yeah, he's trapped in there. And I love that scene when it's like mm. pure imagination, like going through as he's learning about oh, the Grandmaster. You will like, him. It, it's pure, like shot for well, shot. Well, it's the same song. Yeah. Yes. And like, I think even the colors and the background, that sort of honest face, that color, you know, mm-hmm. harsh red to green gels mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think even that's yeah. in mock, if not like pure shot for shot homage to, to, um, yeah. 
to Willy Wonka. I, I just love yeah. when when he wakes up and is like, and you're gonna meet him in three, two, two. one. <laughs> ah! And it's like a shot of them all just standing around like laughing at him. Looking it's at him. So good. Which which is terrifying in a way to think of because it's all in his mind that that, that all happened. Yeah. And like yeah. Mm-hmm. Who who was controlling his mind in that way? That's the question I have. Oh, How was his master mind? easy? Oh, the grandmaster totally has grandmaster. that power. That's the powers of the grandmaster. Is mind control? Grandmaster like that? has all types of powers. He oh, has all types of powers. They didn't really explore his powers, in my opinion. They don't. They don't. They just basically say he runs the contest of champions, which was a famous comic book um, storyline. So they got that out there. Contest of champions. They merged Contest of Champions and Planet Hulk, ladies and gentlemen, for big parts of this movie. Uh, I like the I'm from Asgard, so all that stuff. We just set up all this great stuff with Jeff Goldblum just chewing the scenery. Loki. He sees Loki. Yeah. Do you know him? No. Yeah. We're adopted. Um, My brother. Adopted. Yeah. Yeah, um, They throw him into the jail where we meet Korg and Meek. And then Korg, it's like, like a circle. They do like funky the, circle. Yeah, funky circle. Has anyone ever tried to get out? Or oh, no, sorry, I want I want to beat the uh, the champion. Oh, well, we had someone who tried. Oh, how'd it go? Well, that's him right there. Doug. Oh, Doug. Doug. Doug's dead. Well, I'm gonna do it. Oh, you're gonna be the new Doug. No, good luck, new Doug. <laughs> so we cut back at this point, and we did skip a tiny little bit when Hella goes there. A key thing. When Hela arrives on Asgard, Small just things. slaughters two of the Warriors three right off yeah. the bat. Poor Zachary Volstag. Levi running at the camera, kill him. Falstag gets up, kill him. Scourge mopping the floor. Whoa, 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 I'm the janitor. And then, of course, they abandon the sword <laughs> in the yeah. Bifrost and giving Heimdall his backdoor if access. Just, if they just would have paid attention. They just would have paid attention. They could have solved their own problem. Yeah. I love when she goes into this one. We actually go back to her. She's going through looking for what she needs, her army, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And they're going through the throne room and we see the gauntlet and she's like, fake. Yeah. Also remember, she um, reveals what's in the ceiling behind the mural. Yep, she shows us the, the um, original one, which is far more. Um, yeah, but the fake ominous. to the gauntlet's a pretty fun moment, like in that terms of what mean, we yes, know is comes... coming. Yeah, and I totally think that was a just because fans had spotted in um, Thor one, mm-hmm. and everyone's been like, "How can the, the gauntlet's there?" And I think this was just MC being like, "Yeah, it was a fake. Don't pay <laughs> attention to that. We're actually mm-hmm. doing this over here." But we did also see the um, the cask of endless cask of endless winter, the tesseract. And then we see um the eternal flame skull. Yeah, oh yeah, Sarda skull, um, an internal flame. And then she takes the flame down to revive her army. And her which wolf. Which is a cool little moment. And her wolf. And Scourge pees himself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um we like, then oh, cut no, back I to I got bad situation. Bad situation. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Then we cut back to um Sakar and Thor gets a haircut from a Mr. Stan <laughs> Lee himself. <laughs> Please Yay, don't cut my hair, Stan. kind sir. Please don't cut my ha- hair, kind sir. Great Stan watch moment. Oh. Hold still. <laughs> His hand transforms. 
Um, and then we get we go into the fight, and I love. I well, for, Thor learns that the Valkyrie is an Asgardian, but she's like, "Fuck yes. you, I'm not helping you. I just want to be drunk." Mm-hmm. But then we get into the, oh, the champion's coming, the champion's coming. Loki, everyone's paying attention, watching. Boom, 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 and then Hulk burst out of there, and Thor's like, "Yes, it's a friend from work." And poor Loki's and like, know him. peeing himself. Loki is peeing yeah. himself. It's Santa. I know him, Santa. <laughs> the friend from work. That's what it feels like. And it's then they have like the fight. most. They have the most embarrassing like back and forth fight where Thor's like, "You're embarrassing me." Yeah. Hulk's like, "Oh, it's there. such a good fight." And then when he gets beat up, watch... when Hulk gets, when he Hulk slams him like he did Loki, and Loki mm. jumps up and goes, "Yeah." That's how it feels. Yeah, it was good. That was a good one. <laughs> a nice callback. Nice callback. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. I love this. I love the whole scene. Um, when it ends, we get to find out that Hulk's living the good life. Yeah, Hulk is living the good life there. He's got his own room with windows that are indestructible by balls. When you throw a ball out at the window, because they're gonna bounce back and hit you in the face. Um. And everything starts to starts to get their plot. We got to get Thor off this planet. Folks live like the Eddie gets... Murphy life of like the early, the beginning of uh, coming to America, <laughs> where he's just yeah. like he's just like a, a prince. He's just everyone is watching his balls for him. You know, it's it's just great. <laughs> I never put that connection together, but you are kind of right. <laughs> um, I like when Thor gets out of there and he goes to the ship to get out and then he's like about to do it and he's like trying to load up the ship like strongest avenger uh, um all these different things nothing works and he finally gets the thing on and then hulk just rips open the ship like no no stop and hulk's just like trying to get through there and like tearing the ship apart by moving friend. come back friend yeah. <laughs> and then he sees the he sees a uh, black widow and then he like starts to morph back uh, into himself it's a great it's a great little yeah, it's a great show. little bit this is one of the best um, movies with hulk yeah up until this yes. point probably the best and yes. this is what we're going to get our timeline hit because a banner is going to be like oh my god oh my god what happened to um sokovia did we get everyone out well we yeah. got where's sokovia like that that was two years ago dude so it lets us know <laughs> that if and that's when he really starts having a, a panic attack too. Yeah. If if Age of Ultron is 2015 and this is two years later, we're in 2017. So at this point, this is the furthest thing in the timeline that we have seen. Yeah. Um, okay. So like, is it a rounding error though? Is it like two years and five months? You know, and so it's not quite half. So they're rounding down. He says two years. I'm putting it on the timeline as two years. Okay, let's not, let's not let's not overthink that. Okay. Yeah, okay. we don't. Let's yeah, we don't need to overthink it. it. I'm, we're literally going with what overthinking they say. That's all is we my middle name. <laughs> then get a calculator and some write some notes down. And when you yeah. figure out the math, come back. Yes. All right. Fine. Um. So I like then that Banner is like got to look up stuff, and he's like strongest Avenger. Yeah, and it works. <laughs> or, or no, actually, I think he, he just says banner, and the, the computer's like, ah, welcome back, strongest Avenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you can tell who Tony liked. It, you can tell who Tony liked. Well, now that I think about it, this is actually is funny because of what's going to happen in Spider Man Homecoming with the suit. 
with like the baby, uh, um, the the baby protocols. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. This act it actually plays into training that, wheels, which is kind of nice. training wheel training protocols. Wheels, yeah. Thank you. Um, and the like baby monitor and all the different mm-hmm. things. Um, so yeah, we get to kind of see all that. The, Hulk's going to start telling us like, oh, if if I turn back again, I'm never going to be able to turn back. I'm going to be stuck this way. Which he makes that, that determination real fast. Like, real he's fast. Just, he's, he's afraid. He's acting. He's, quick having hypothesis. A, he's having a panic moment. Yeah. Because that's well, what just happened. Feel? That's what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You do it. You do it. You do it, Bruce. I mean, you don't know what happened while he was. I mean, he has no memory of what happened as Hulk. He could. He could have True. 12 children True. for all he knows. Right? <laughs> I mean, what's, what would you do if, like, later he just. All of a sudden, a child pops up like, hey, I'm your son. Like, what are you going to do? Just leave your cousin or something? I like, introduce I him understand. in a Disney Plus show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And the uh, foreshadowing but, is complete. Yeah. <laughs> I do. As we start to start to go through, we got to get out. We got to get out. How do we get out? Well, we got to go through the anus. Well, that's in thanks to the part that Heimdall is the one who lets them know that's the one they have to leave through. Yes, they make contact Uh, because Heimdall has a secret, mm -hmm. secret power, and then he can let you see in his eyes, which will come back in actually in um right love and thunder. Thunder. Yep. Uh, He also has the super secret base that no one knows about, and his super secret plan to fight inflation. Exactly. But first, to fight inflation, <laughs> you have to go through the anus. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's do it. We need a let's ship. Get some help. <laughs> and so then they we recruit Valkyrie. The rent prices in Asgard are sent, too damn course, high. <laughs> she sent out, of course, she sent was sent out with Loki to recapture him. And mm-hmm. she now has him chained up in an apartment building. Yes, she does. I like when they come up with like, our, we're going to get our plan. Like we pow out, we're gonna get our plan, we're gonna go get this ship. Um, and then we get the the wonderful, wonderful elevator scene of like, hey, I'm going to uh oh before sorry, I got I'm gonna jump back for real quick before the elevator scene. Sorry, I need to reference this because it's something's coming up in the, in another thing. I like the scene where Thor and the other guy who I think is from Guardians, I think it's the guy, he's supposed to be the like the the guy who was selling the knickknacks. They're t- tied together and Grandmaster's messing with them. And then they're like, Oh, I, I wanna I'm only part like, oh yeah, 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 you're gonna be free. I'm not I'm gonna forgive you, and I'm gonna poke you with my stick, and the stick melts him. And then Grandmaster's like, Oh, I'm stepping in it. I'm stepping in oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that scene, and I just wanted to reference that because it's gonna come back. In a, in a little bit i just didn't want to forget it um so sorry sorry for backtracking uh all right now really? back you to love the... that scene you love the scene of someone I do. dying wow i wow. do i'm a horrible morbid person <laughs> and it's just funny i'm stepping in it and you just see him lift his seat because he's like so freaking out over it is, it is I don't know what? and there's so many bits on that don't give me the melty stick um <laughs> uh, all right, so anyway, but back to it. we're going to the elevator, yeah. and this is actually one of the scenes that's probably a more iconic, like dialogue scene. It's like let's pl- what? How does he phrase it? Like let's play, um, let's play get help. Um, let's do get help. Let's play yep. get help. No, it's like, do no, get I don't want to do get help. Let's let's do get help. I love it. Help. No, it's help. humiliating. And he, he throws just him. Throws it. 
Oh, I love it. So I'm laughing just thinking. About it. <laughs> it's a really good scene. I really do like that scene. If you've never experienced um, it in person, folks, Casey <laughs> losing it is, is quite, quite okay. amazing. So then they get to the ship and he points him to the correct ship. And while he's right. doing and that, he tries to betray him. Yeah, you see the him like walk off. And it's a great like double double cross. Because mm. yes. like Loki's double crossing Thor, who's double crossing Loki. Well, he's anticipated the double cross mm-hmm. this time. And yeah. he gives him a whole lecture um, about you're becoming predictable, brother. Mm-hmm. Which is like a and weird then, role reversal for them. Yeah. And at this point, we are well into Act 3. Like, we are starting. Like, it is snowballing oh, yeah. as we go. Great they get off. They get out of the area. Scene. Great flying fight Yeah, scene. oh. That's what I'm saying. And we see Valkyrie that and him how much of a badass Valkyrie is. Yeah. And how yeah. she and Banner can't quite place why they know each other. That joke is really yeah. funny, too. I don't get it. What? The joke. Oh, yeah. Are you being because serious? She does not recognize Banner as Hulk, and he doesn't remember her because he's not Hulk. Oh, I get it. And then he starts to remember her <laughs> okay. a little bit. And then there was the whole sex scene that they had. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> Yeah, don't lie to him about that. Which, hey, it now. Gets, it kind of gets into that. It, it You're an all-star. Gets into that, though. <laughs> ah, they might totally get into that. Who knows? But we did, But speaking of sex scenes, though, we did learn that Grandmaster <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's the Grandmaster. Yeah. The that, that button that. that looks like an anus, you know. I, I love that. Did, it's did, not she, did, she, did she say orgy? Don't touch anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, are we surprised? Not no, at all. Not, no. not at all. Um, God, uh, yeah, she's such a badass. Um, and this is where we get to see it. Then we get we get out of the area. We get back to where we're going. Um, there's they get Thor goes off to do his thing to try to help everyone and um, has a confrontation with Hela and in loses the throne an eye. Room. In the throne room and loses an eye while everyone else is prepping for a fight um, on the bridge. And it's and a, cool, pinned a cool in. fight. Yeah. yeah. I like when, when Banner then... jumps from the ship and doesn't change. That, that's that's what I was, about to, I was about to say that. I love, like, I'm, I'm going to help everyone how. You'll see. <laughs> he just jumps out. Kind of a la <laughs> Death of the Incredible Hulk. And just <laughs> ragdoll. Or even kind of like uh, the Incredible he, Hulk with um with Edward Norton. Remember, he jumps yeah. out at one point and lands as the Hulk. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, he time. doesn't land as the Hulk. Yeah, no, but he, he hits the ground goes through too. the ground. Like he doesn't just but, hit the ground; he goes through the ground and comes back up as the Hulk. You know. Well, you can't break through the. This time we we bridge. obviously have some Hulk performance issues that we'll see more. Yeah, <laughs> but such such a great because it leads to that amazing bridge fight. It's fight. so good. And then you get the whole, like, what are you the god of again? And then the music kicks in, and Thor mm-hmm. gets the lightning, and then bolts her off, and then goes to save the day. And, and it's another one of those there flash... as well. <laughs> Savior of Asgard! Yeah, thanks to Korg. Yes. I'm <laughs> here to save you! Did you notice he's in the same pose as a statue? Yep. He's I'm here to save pose. you. And then, uh, for they, once, he's being truthful. Yeah, and then the he they come up with like the only way to stop her. She's too powerful. Like mm-hmm. 
the only way let's let's bring about the Ragnarok, what we were predicted to have done, prophesized to have done. And so Loki gets to do it. Loki gets to to throw it in there. And if I remember correctly, Loki is the one who is supposed to bring the Ragnarok yes. in the actual mythology. So he literally brings it in this. Drops and it interestingly in. Interestingly enough, we obviously hint at the fact that he steals the Tesseract. Yep. Which will be confirmed later. He does that little look later, you know, or it's like, yeah. oh, that looks good. I think I should take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Surtur destroys Asgard, stopping Hela because she can't draw her power from there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we see Hela like genuinely scared out of her mind. Well, wouldn't you too? If there was well, a of course, Clancy I mean... Brown. No, yeah, I know. His sword. <laughs> no, you're right. I would too. Uh, oh, that's the fun one. I'm gonna put up that picture. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to we're we're gonna go to Earth. Where where are we gonna go, Meek? Where should we go? Meek's dead. dead. I'm sorry, <laughs> Meek, you're alive. Earth, it is. <laughs> and then tag number one. Uh, tag number one convo about uh, taking Loki to Earth. We're gonna go there are they going to be okay with yeah it'll be fine and then a massive ass ship blocks their path who is the massive ship i don't know or find out it's a plot hole that's been left open very large plot hole then tag two grandmaster in the junkyard (laughs) great job everybody pat on the back <laughs> we had a revolution we all did great he's like such a ceo <laughs> oh you God. couldn't have had a revolution without a bad guy and um we all did great call it a tie yeah. <laughs> just gonna call it a tie <laughs> jeff goldberg uh, just eats up the scenes oh man he's, he's a, scene he's a Choose it like bubblegum he is such a scene stealer mm-hmm in everything he and does. he knows no it. joke like he knows it he knows that's why he's got he's like the new Christopher Walken let's be honest very much so he is the new Christopher Walken mm-hmm. speaking of Christopher Walken hey, Eric yeah. can you walk us to a library oh Christopher walk you right over to McKee's Rocks Pennsylvania yeah that's right folks we're going to Stowe Rocks Public Library that's S T O hyphen r-o-x public library that's in mckees m-c-k-e-e-s rocks as in a rocks uh pennsylvania for those of you keeping score at home that's one five one three six is the zip code one five one three six uh this is a pretty short one folks i couldn't find a ton of information on the library itself though if you're in the area i'd love for you to check it out um, and report back to me because it sounds like this is kind of a part of a new construction or new uh, rehab of a building that really kind of brings out a bunch of different elements into the building itself. We've seen a few of these in the past, but this is kind of in a northwestern, what, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, um, suburb sprawl of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, the public library itself. Uh, the Stowe Rocks, which is just a great name. Uh, it's located on the first floor of the Focus on Renewal building. This is what I was talking about. A kind of multi-purpose building. A Focus on Renewal is what they call it, or four. So don't be surprised if you click on the website for the library and it takes you to something called four. Um, F-O-R. The, the Stowe Rocks Public Library, however, 
welcomes uh, everyone. It hosts events, obviously, uh, much like pretty much every other public library we've seen at this point, which is a good trend. It has computer abilities, computer usage, a kind of a, a computer room, if you will, or computers uh, for, for the public. Uh, and of course, you know, books, DVDs, kind of the standard rental flair in that way. Um, as I mentioned, it's on the first floor of the Focus Renewal Building. So that means it shares a space, uh, that same building with like an art center, right? So this is what I'm talking about, multi-purpose space. So you have like an art center, which means you probably have a black box space or some kids' uh, rooms, maybe in a, a ballet room with some mirrors on the wall, a food pantry and a community center spaces, as I call them, or just kind of generic spaces that you can rent, um, host your own classes, probably teach some some continuing ed stuff. Um, you look on to the schedule, you know, we get to the schedule. It is closed on Sundays, as so many of our public libraries are. Um, it If you're going on any other day and you just need to be sure, you can get there between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And that's going to be your daily schedule otherwise, outside of Sundays, of course. Uh, however, on weekdays, uh, Monday through Friday especially, you'll get pretty extended hours. Uh, sometimes as early as 9 a.m. for most of those weekdays and as late as 6 p.m., I believe it was, for most of those weekdays as well. Um, for those of you wondering where it is, um, to, to give some locations, if you're in the area, you're walking outside the library. It is just off the Ohio River. Um, like I said, northwest of Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, northwest or or, or more west even uh, than north. Um, and across the street from the Roxian Theater. Uh, R-O-X-I-A-N. I believe that's a, a music venue in a lot of cases these days. Uh, probably go see some concerts there if you want. Uh, it is also less than a 10-minute drive from Kennedy Township. Kennedy Township falls into a little bit of what we're about to go into. I thought we would have already gotten there if this fell between. I thought we were going to go to Homecoming first. Uh, but when we get to Homecoming, uh, Kennedy Township, the next township over, if you will, does not have its own public library. But it is the birthplace of Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton coming up in our next movie uh, for for um, uh, Spider-Man, if you will. But also, this has a personal thing, because I watched Michael Keaton this week as well in The Flash. Uh, I finally got around to seeing The Flash. Feel free to write me, and I'll write you back, I promise, uh, about my opinions on The Flash, or maybe Casey or, and Really, maybe John will give me a, a five or ten minutes to to wax poetic on it um, further. But yeah, so The Flash, Michael Keaton, played a big role in my week this past week in terms of movies. So here we are. He's born in Kennedy Township, uh, Pennsylvania. The closest library for him to probably go to was, was the Stowe Rocks Public Library, or at least it is now, if you were to go back home. That's in McKees, Rocks, Pennsylvania, 15136. Back to you, Casey. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for another wonderful public library. And I like that you did Michael Keaton's birthplace. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Pennsylvania. Every so often, I like to just find out where. There was another one from Ohio, but, you know, Michael Keaton. That's Ohio. And then you got to. I've already done an Ohio. I have yet to do a Pennsylvania until tonight. Well, there you go. You now done. You've now done Pennsylvania. I've Eric done Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. We're done. Eric does Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> no more places in Pennsylvania, surely. <laughs> no more. Let's uh, let's jump to um, the next short, shall we? Ooh. This is a short called Team Daryl, and Team Daryl is 
directed and written by Taika Waititi, who had just done our wonderful Thor Ragnarok. And it is all about Daly Pearson playing Daryl Jacobson again. We got a couple of other people who show up. Rachel House as Topaz again. Um, Zach Campy as the tech nerd. Uh, this guy, I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. He might get a career, maybe. Mm. Um, this Jeff Goldblum? Blum? <laughs> Goldblum, maybe? He's playing something called the Grand Maester. Kind of a fly on the wall part, if you if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, like Thank I don't you. even Thank understand you, what's... <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's very good at lounging while dinosaurs roam. <laughs> yes. A lot of chest hair, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, somebody's uh, wife has a thing for him. Hey yo. <laughs> That's a, probably a lot of people's wives. Uh, so let's just talk about Daryl. Um, no longer lives with Thor. Thor's gone missing. So Daryl puts in an ad in Craigslist and um, gets a new roommate. He's also moved to Hollywood. That's right. He is, as I say, he's he's moved from Australia to LA. Good for um, Daryl. Grandmaster decides to to move in with him, and we've learned that um, the Grandmaster is obsessed with toast. Obsessed. He's also (laughs) oddly obsessed with drawing his roommate in awkward situations. The I had never seen this one before, and Rachel had never seen it. And this, what he draws Daryl in the shower broke <laughs> both of us because he goes to such detail as puts the mole on Daryl's ass in the picture, <laughs> and then the look of Jeff Goldblum and he shows the picture like we see him drawing, and then the camera looks at him and you see Jeff like <laughs> just smile at the camera. <laughs> Oh my god, so fucking perfect. Uh Grandmaster can even smile more humanely than DeSantis, which is also <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> you see this let me say that Grandmaster decides that he wants to start a band and I love it, like you're playing a zigzag versus a zooby wooby woo. And like, I don't know what that means. He just like and he, he melts stick somebody. Yeah, he he melts <laughs> But I love that he looks at the stick like, oh, I hate to do it, <laughs> but I have to. <laughs> We've lost Casey, folks. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. This one's pretty good. <laughs> Grandmaster's trying to train him to be a new Topaz. That was pretty oh, cool. Oh, before, th- but before that, he <laughs> just. Gonna make a case. I think we may need to help him through this one. <laughs> it's just like Daryl's like, we should really call his mother. <laughs> yes. Let's yeah. act it out. I like how jealous he got of him having a girl over, too. <laughs> this is the great master. Who are you? Mrs. Whatever Daryl's or whatever the kid's name is. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh my god, like he's just like hitting on Daryl. Let's play it out. Play it out. I killed your son. Click. Between him and the girl on the couch. <laughs> and then they try to make like, a video, a YouTube video, and they refresh. Oh, two. Oh, that was a great That's two. us. That's us. <laughs> it's still us. And then like, I love you, Daryl. 
I love you too, Grandmaster. See, that was that was unprompted. Like I didn't make him do it. He just did it. Like I really <laughs> miss my old roommate. It's like emotional abuse on a, a level. <laughs> God, I really love. I I actually no joke. I watched this two times in a row. I was laughing so much. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I don't know where this one's going to fall on my list, folks, but I really like this one a lot. <laughs> but let's talk it's about another movie, shall it's we? It's a goodie. Let's it, do it. It is a it is a good, and it takes place after, somewhere around Thor Ragnarok, so 2000. Which is before somewhere. or after Spider-Man Homecoming, Casey. Well, let's talk about that in a second. Ooh. First, Ooh. Spider-Man Homecoming, um, <laughs> directed by Mr. John Watts in 2017 this is a sony one so not a marvel um i forgot to get the time i can tell you how long it is it's like two hours and like 20 minutes and stuff like that yeah um written by though all over the fucking place so many rewrites on this first it was jonathan goldstein and john francis daly interesting at the end of the day after it starts with them it is people who have credits according to imdb jonathan goldstein John Francis Daly, John Watts, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers. A lot of people had their hands in this. And normally that would mean this movie is going to be awful. And somehow they got a working script out of it. Um, well, Superman, the motion music, picture, Superman the motion picture went through similar problems. So not always a death nail. This, it's not always, but it's not always a good thing. No. So, yeah. This is a, it's one of those wonderful moments where it works. Um, John, um, or sorry, Michael Giacchino does the music and does some great stuff. And so introduce, we, this movie introduces a lot of people. So we get Tom Holland back as Spider-Man. Um, we get Robert Downey Jr. back as Tony Stark. And we get John Favreau back as Happy. Um, outside of that, it introduces Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, the Vulture. Marissa Tomei, who technically appeared in Civil War, is Mae Parker. She's back. I don't know why it says Gwyneth Paltrow's. In. Oh, yeah, because Gwyneth Paltrow's at the end. Sorry. Gwyneth Paltrow's back <laughs> as Pepper Potts. Zendaya plays Michelle, who will, they will then change her name later. Um, so she's in it. Donald Glover as Aaron Davis. Yes, that Aaron Davis from the Miles Morales movies. You get um, Laura Harrier as Liz. Um, Tony, uh, I'm going to mispronounce your name. I'm so sorry, Tony. Uh, Revelori as Flash Thompson. Let's see. Who else did we get in this? Um, Angori Rice as Betty. Um, so Betty Brandt actually gets mm-hmm. to make an appearance in this, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Michael Mando playing Mac Gargan, who is a major Spider-Man character. That would be the Scorpion. You get Michael Serranus playing the Tinkerer, which is a major Marvel character. So it's a fun little way to slide the Tinkerer in here. Oh yeah, you the get, guy doing all the like work, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You get um, Logan Marshall Green playing the Shocker, but you're gonna we're gonna get another Shocker as well. So there's a whole theory in the comics that the Shocker has been multiple people, and because he, he wears the suit, you just never know. So they kind of play on that a little bit. Which has is it fine. been multiple people like at all? Like, is it only one alias ever of the Shocker in the comics? They know, I don't think they ever really tell us who he is. I mean, I'm sure there is a spot where they tell us who he is, but there's been like a whole theory that like, because he keeps popping up all the time. Hmm. Like there's like a run where it's like every issue, like Spider-Man stopping the shocker. 
And so there's been like theories that it's just always been multiple people, kind of like the Red Hood. Gotcha. Mm. Um, let's see. Is there anyone else that is super um important in this? I just realized. Oh, Jennifer Connelly is plays Karen or Suit Lady. Well, what about um, the guy that we'll see at the end? Cutscene guy. That's the cutscene one. The villain. Oh, we already, already said him. That was oh. Michael Mando. That's Mac Cargan. Um, okay. so the Scorpion. Um, that's uh, who that one is. Um, Stan Lee plays Gary in this. Chris Evans returns to play Captain America in a great little cameo scene that mm-hmm. I think Marvel wasted bringing him back for his contractual obligations on this one, but it is still funny. Uh, let's see if there's anyone else. Normally, I've already gone through these, but we're doing it in real time because I can't. Yeah. Um, that looks to be basically everyone. There's no one else that's super um important. Why didn't the second shocker pop up though? Uh, where is the second shocker? Oh, here it is. Sorry. Um, uh, Bokeem um, Woodbane um, is shocker too. I knew there was another shocker. Sorry. I just want to be able to credit him. And Kenneth Choi plays the principal. Was He's he kind in of another Marvel shocker. movie? Huh? Kenneth Choi, he plays the principal. The principal. Isn't he in another yeah. Marvel movie? Yeah, he's he's yeah. in the first Avengers. He's part of the he's yes. part of the He's playing the his own grandson. Yeah, I, yeah. He's playing his own grandson. There's a photo of him. I never put that I yeah. never put that together. There's a I photo on the in his office. He's basically This is why his he's own. a doctor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's dissecting the scenes. Um no, I had no idea. That's a good eye, John. They don't call it out, though, right? No, it's they don't. Like weird, it's but... not obvious. You sort of have to put it together in your okay. head. You will notice it, and you're like, oh, wait, that's... And based on age, okay. it's obviously... Well, now I don't like feel as bad. Obviously, based on age, it's okay. like you. It's very likely his grandson, you know? Okay, I don't feel as bad. Eric, the guy you were talking about, the guy at the end, this is Matt Gargan. This is the character he cre- um, he becomes. Created by J. Jonah Jameson, because J. Jonah Jameson's like, I got a great idea. Let's use this neogenic recombinator to um, mutate your genes to make what? you um, into Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. What? When When was that part of the Daily Bugle? That was in the early, it's like issue 12-ish, maybe? It's like early on. It's a very weird thing. And that, then- feel, that feels like a scope creep. Uh, on uh, J. Jonah Jameson's part. <laughs> well, he's a way different character. So it's issue 20. So here, he's the first appearance of Scorpion. Um, it's just a weird little thing. And then they're like, we got to get, we got to stop him. He's like, the genes are going crazy. Let's put in this thing. And then Gargan kills the person. So he's trapped as the Scorpion forever. It's a very weird storyline. Um, not that good. Yeah. The important thing though, is J. Jonah Jameson creates him. That's so ridiculous. I'm hoping that that will happen in part four. Maybe J. Jonah Jameson will want revenge. For are we getting a so, part four? Do we know already? I want to say get a fourth. It'll set it for um. Olive. I think they said it right before, um, the strike happened. I feel oh. like they did. Anywho, um, so that is Scorpion. So Vulture, just so you can kind of see what Vulture was like. So this is Vulture from the comics. Are you happy with what you got? Did improvement. It makes a lot more sense. Can you believe that Spider-Man 3, yeah. Sam Raimi went almost had this vulture by John Malkovich? That would have been fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been better well, than we, trying to stick venom in there. Yeah, we came yeah. really close to getting uh 
to getting that. No, and then we have to have um, Venom. We have to have Venom. This is why studios shouldn't meddle. Um, mm-hmm. This is Shocker, Eric, just so you can see what he looks like in the comics. No, I've seen him before, yeah. Yeah, I thought um, the yeah. sleeves of the 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 jacket was a a good nod to the that kind of scale look. I agree. Um, and then I know we showed it before, but just so we can see it for ourselves, this is Prowler, so Aaron Davis's character, which we do That's see what... him in in Across the Spider Verse. Yep, which mm-hmm. is nice. And in this, he references his yes. nephew. Nephew. So we get a which reference. Should be that, Miles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Miles is actually out there so okay so those are our characters we've seen all this so i want to hit up the um, the strangeness of this movie this is where things break me and this is where i think marvel makes their first either weird retcon or major oversight this movie starts with um starts days after the incident michael keaton's got adrian new york Yep. Adrian Toomes is cleaning up the Battle of New York stuff and damage control is going to come in and say like, hey, this is our turf now. Oh, but I just sunk all my money in this. Well, too bad for you. You shouldn't have done it. That means this movie takes place days after Avengers. Avengers is in 2010. We know it's in 2010 because Nick Fury has a line where he says Thor Destroyer incident happened the year earlier, and that's 2009. So 2010 So when this movie starts. We see the damage control thing, then it jumps forward eight years, which would make this movie 2018. 2010 plus eight, 2018. Mm-hmm. All right. We see that Vulture's got his game, um, his, all of his stuff going on. He's stealing shit. All right. Then we cut to Peter Parker going to Germany, to do Civil War. And we know this because he's filming a little movie. We see him there, which is some great stuff, which we can talk about in a second. Civil War took place in 2016. And we know it took place in 2016 because Vision says it's eight years since you outed yourself as Iron Man, which was in 2008. So 2016. So Marvel is for some reason, either they didn't pay attention, maybe Sony didn't pay attention, but I can't imagine Feige allowed it. Somehow they switch, they messed up the timeline. So there is a weird two year discrepancy. But I mean, to your note just now about Feige allowing it, he would have had to allow that then, right? That's what I'm saying. Feige would have had to, should have been paying attention. Nobody was paying attention. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Or they're just trying to move things around so that Endgame makes a little bit more sense. Because this is the time period they start trying to push the MCU into our future and not be our present. So this could have been a way to help with that a little bit. Um, either way, it does cause a discrepancy. And this movie, this puts this is the first Marvel movie, because it is technically part of the MCU. This is the first one that's in the future. Because this movie came out in 2017. This is the first time we've had one do the future. We've had the past with Guardians 2. That's the first one to break t- timeline. But mm-hmm. this one um, does that. Anyway, it's a little thing that's been driving me bonkers since I... I noticed it, but um, so the, seeing the the Civil War thing, what did you get? I love that little bit. I love that. They got a guy who's like, oh my God, he's huge. That was good. Good yeah, secondary perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a nice, like, previously on sort of idea, too. It is, actually. I didn't even think about that. 
It also um, sets up then, well because it raises Peter Parker's expectations of his involvement that immediately gets deflated. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm gonna always um, be doing this. I need to I need to I need to get rid of all my obligations so that I can focus on this. You know what that's like? Yep. That's like when you have a really good feeling about a job you're gonna get and you know you gotta do mm-hmm. this and this, and then you don't get it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what that is. It's that feeling and, right there where you make all these things in your head where you're anticipating and you build it up and then it's like, nope. Well, Tony doesn't help when they drop him off either. Tony could have set the expectation like, oh, it, it, we're, we're not calling you. you like tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do like when Tony reaches for, well, first I like that Tony's like, let's make the video for to give you an alibi. Hi, hi, hottie May. I mean, let's <laughs> do another, another take. Which that becomes a whole running joke the whole movie, which yes. is great. Um, but then he he does the little video, and then he's like reaching across to open the door, and Peter thinks he wants a hug. Yes, he's like, "We're not there." We're not oh, there. that was that was so uh, good, it was so fun. Uh, then, oh, but other thing with Tony that when I was glossing over the very very beginning, we learned that Tony create helps create damage control. Mm-hmm. Yes, which they have a great thing. Like they destroy it and now; they're making money off of it, which was an interesting um, little line of why he hates him so much. I have so many problems with damage control and what it will become, but we'll get to that later. I think this is yes, also I... a really good way. Like they're setting up kind of the world of superheroes in a way that we haven't seen before, which is the impact of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And as a result, True. and we'll see this again with black Panther, I think this week or coming up next week um, where like superheroes start causing shit, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. we start seeing villains who are probably the most empathetic villains we've, we've really seen at this point. Oh yeah. Vulture is definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, Vulture is is born of the Great Recession, right? I, I, I want to be on his yeah. side most of the time. Honestly, it's really yeah, uh-huh. disturbing. So, and he's I'd not purposely trying to kill anyone either. No, no, well, he has a very he specific self-preservation. He, he he's looking to out kill someone, family. but it wasn't purposeful. You know what he is? He's a blue collar villain. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's just trying to give his daughter and his wife a better life than he had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he's a he's a mobster. At the end of the day, just in a, a superhero world, a little bit, yeah. Superhero mobster. Oh, sorry. Um, why do Thomas has no idea? That makes the, the world is changing. That doesn't make sense. What's that line? I don't know. What's um, <laughs> a new? What are you about? I have no idea. The world I is changing. Time we change too. Says- Oh, I was writing Tombs' line. Tombs yeah, where idea when they the discover that they have that truckload yeah. that they didn't return, and it's when they basically make the decision to go, you know, into the black market in order to Pretty basically bad. make yeah. money because <laughs> they've been screwed. Yeah, and yeah. so they decide to like, well, uh, they're going to get theirs. Let's get ours. I mean, he even pitches this <laughs> later to, um, to Peter, Peter as a way of trying to win him over when he's distracting him. Mm-hmm. He's even making yeah. the pitch that, like, you know, we shouldn't be against each other. We should be on the same side based on basically a class principle, you know? Yep. It really is kind of breaking yeah. bad, the MCU version. Oh, you know, it really is. It's <laughs> a little bit. It's really, it's really an opening for us to have a discussion about Marxism. Let's go. No, we'll do that. Later. <laughs> <laughs> well, about our Marxism. Let's talk about Das Capital. Tony... No, okay. 
<laughs> Cutting back to Tony um, and his Marxist ways, Tony um, leaves the door open for Peter to be confused, thinking he's going to get a phone call any minute. And then we get the time jump to two months later. So we are now two mm. months after Civil War is when this movie mostly takes place. And um, yeah, we find out that um, Peter now goes by the name of Penis Parker. <laughs> and he is in love with a girl named Liz. And it's kind of stalkery. And it's a little weird. A little bit weird. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little, little awkward. A little much. Uh, go, but boy. I do appreciate when he when he gets well, out of very fifteen year old. It's very fifteen year old. Yeah. Mm. I love when he runs out of school and he goes through the alley and he puts on the suit and it's like unbelievably baggy. And then he just pushes the button and it <laughs> tightens up. Yeah. Do you know how good. unbelievably and bad he was at doing that in a timely <clears throat> fashion? Yes. I would have taken and it. What did oh he do? God. He loses that book bag. He does lose that book bag. Oh, before that, I want to jump back, go back to the whole May of it all. When he's trying to get a sandwich right before that, right before he puts on his suit. <laughs> and like the, the guy's like, hey, Peter, like it's order. And then he like talks and he's like, yeah, he's the one with the hot Italian grandmother. And then Peter, he doesn't realize Peter understands his language. And then Peter's like, hey, so how's your daughter? That'd be 10 bucks. No, it was 15. <laughs> 10 bucks for the comment. Mm-hmm. But it sets up this great rapport that Peter has with other people, that he likes people. Um, he's good with them. Everyone's in love with his aunt. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you. It have gives you us seen a Marissa Tomei? To I, I have seen Marissa Tomei well, in a couple of You know of that things, moment uh, about that cafe and that the sandwiches there is a moment he has bonding with uh, Aaron Davis later. They he talk has the bonding about with that. Aaron Davis. But it also gives us the sympathy for when the ATM scene. Marissa Tomei is the live action version of the uh, of the ant from um, Big Hero Six. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Marissa Tomei is Ant Man. Same same character, yeah. just live action, and yeah, across and across the nation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So back to he's got his suit on, and now we're just seeing a day in the life of Spider Man. He does flips for the guy from Severance. He uh, <laughs> he uh, helps. Uh, he stops someone from maybe stealing a bike. Maybe did the guy steal the bike? Wait, we don't who know. is the guy All from Severance? Is- Remind me of that. Hold on, the guy who's yelling at him. Hey, do a flip, man! Yeah, yeah do a flip. It's, it's the guy Severance. who's always chasing the rewards and down Severance. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll okay. come to him. It'll come to him. Yeah, yeah. severance came. Yep, yep. He's. In I think. I think in my right head, I, I went succession first, and I was like, I don't oh. remember. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not, no, not in not succession. Not, not, not. Yeah, severance makes sense. No, I get it. All yes. right, move on. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see uh, PD on the train, but then we see Spider Man doing what he does best: stopping local crime when he takes down the Avengers. And robbing an ATM, which or, I love. That or or when he tries to stop a car thief and Stan Lee yells at him. Is that as well? Friendly neighbor that Spider-Man. as well. But uh, yeah, so the the um, the scene. This is where we learned that that tech is getting out there in the world, mm-hmm. and then this is where Del Mars gets destroyed, which brings in that like, oh, we just saw this place. It was a great place. Then we see Peter go save the guy that he knew, which is a nice moment. It builds that 
that bit of like, oh, this guy's great. Like Peter's great. He actually cares about the people. He cares about the city. He cares about Queens, even though he should be from Brooklyn, but he cares about Queens. No, he's, he's really supposed to be from Queens in the book. I just wanted to <laughs> throw a Captain America reference. Uh, oh, yeah. So then he goes back in and um, goes back to his room, climbing on the ceiling, and then causes Really his best takes friend. his time. Really takes his time. Really works to not be caught. Really just quiet, yeah. quiet, sneaky, across the ceiling, slowly closing the door so Aunt May doesn't catch him. Perfect. That's really, right. really doesn't. And then he breaks That's the Ned. Death Star. <laughs> I do love it. Ned, the actor who plays Ned, does such an amazing job. Yeah, he's great. He's so good as Ned. Um, but I, I love the scene where the Death Star breaks. I love the whole thing. Like, oh my God, hear that. Oh my God. And then May comes in and yeah. then finds Pete there and his boxers and is like, hey, let's go get some and food. Do doesn't you come question to anything <laughs> for I two know, teenage boys, one of them in his underwear alone <laughs> with Spider Man's suit on the floor. Mm-hmm. Now she doesn't look down. Remember, he just, yeah, he just pushes the button, suit falls. And so it's just laying there. Oh, so funny. Um, but Ned goes home, and then Peter goes out, and this is another one of those moments where we find out that everyone's in love with Aunt May. Yeah. Again. What's he, Aunt, what does Aunt she say? Marissa Tomei. Marissa Do you remember the name of the food? I can't remember what it is. Where she's like, um, eat it, and it's like this weird... I don't I remember. I remember it so oh. well. I just remember the guy... What, Eric? No, I don't remember. Hold on. Yeah, I just love when she when he brings the sticky rice. Like we didn't order sticky rice. I know it's on the house. Like the yeah. creepy little. Um, yeah, it's just it's just fun. And so we're, and then we're gonna get our first cat PSA. Uh, he might be a war Peter criminal. Gonna, my, that is a great one. He might be a war <laughs> criminal. No, pretty sure he's a war criminal now. I think it's the actual line. <laughs> pretty sure he's a war criminal now. But I'm supposed to show you this. Uh, we get to Liz's party. Peter decides to go. Flash is still a dick. There's the explosion, Flash is so and I love dick. It. Like, but yeah. it's so real. Oh, I hate. I'm sorry it's... for anyone in high school. Like, it's not. It gets better. <laughs> it, it does get better. You'll get bitten by radioactive spider too. You'll yeah, get powers, and then you'll climb. You'll climb buildings. But remember, with great power comes great responsibility. That's right. That's right. Hi, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the. He sees the explosion. He's like, I can go to the party. Oh, I got it. I got to help. I got to help. And he tries to go and he's like, doing great. And he gets to the field and you just see him shoot the web up and nothing happens. And it brings to like back memories, like when you're reading the cops or you're reading the comic books or you're playing the video games and you're like, why does he always shoot webbing into the air and it magically sticks to things? <laughs> yeah. But this gives the us the best Ferris can't. Bueller knockoff scene. Yeah. There's, and it even pays like homage couple. to it. It doesn't yes, just knock it, it off. Yeah. The Ferris Bueller of it all is great. Uh, yeah. He gets there, and this is another one of those moments that's pivotal for building Spider Man's character where Aaron Davis is about to get shot and spider-man's like shoot me shoot me and it if he hadn't done that he wouldn't have got the information later but it builds for the audience the character of spider-man it's it's just a wonderful 
um, seen. We also, I mean, because of this, they'll be able to track people later. Mm-hmm. It's really good until he learns. Well, this is also that, his first uh, encounter with the vulture that comes in this uh, and first yeah. encounter shocker too. Yes. Um, but that's where he gets surprised and, but, by vulture, which is going to drop him into a lake. Yeah. And he wastes his one parachute in this scene. Yep. And thank uh, goodness there's that, good Wi-Fi. Otherwise, Tony would have had a hard time saving him. That's right. While well, he's in Mumbai, maybe? I'm not actually sure where Tony he is. Was, he was somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. But I do like the suit. Did you notice the suit that he uses is basically the um, ultimate armor? It does look like that quite a bit. It, it's very it's if you think about the, the progression color scheme. Of, well, basically, if you think about the progression of Iron Man suits, we're now in the phase post Iron Man three where he's starting to get into the thing where it's about ease of access to the armor. We're one step mm-hmm. away from the nanotech now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because nanotech. The next time we see him, will be nanotech, right? I'm trying to think about it. It will be nanotech, which I guess it's you know if he had been nicer to T'Challa, he probably would have gotten that sooner. Right, but that's the next scene. That's the next time we see Tony, though, right? Next time we, we see, see Tony, Tony in the next movie. Until... No, the next movie will be. You see him again. He'll see. He's still wearing the armor where he can basically like pop in and out of it. But it's the next time in Infinity War he will be in nanotech. Yeah, but this what's is the, the last next time movie that he's? Well, this is the last time we'll see. Him. It's Infinity War. It's the next time we'll see him after this movie. Right. That's what I was saying. Infinity, yeah. After this, he'll be wearing nanotech in Infinity. Yes, War. he'll be in. He'll be in nanotech after this movie. This is the last time we see him in like a physical armor. Yeah, armor. For some reason, I thought you were saying there was another movie where he's in physical armor. I'm like, no. This Which is, I guess this he must be have been working time. on the nanotech because he does have that Spider-Man outfit. Mm-hmm. So he must be close to unveiling it himself if he's about to, you know, later in the film. Yeah, spring that. So it's always interesting when you like look at like how it all goes through. Um, sorry. Will will he have nanotech? (laughs) No, never. He's not allowed. He'll be sued for proprietary technology by the Wakandans. Um, well, you're gonna get. I'm sure he put a lot of effort into it. Actually, he probably did. Um, was reading my notes where I got confused for a second there. Um, so after this is where we're gonna get. I alluded to before, or Eric did. This is where the guy's going to try to quit. Like, yo, you and the shocker shit, you're done. You're well, he done. Fires Get out him. of here. He fires him. Yeah, you're, you're done. Yeah, you're fired. And he's like, oh, I, it's like, I got stuff. I, I'm going to, you wouldn't want people to let me um, get this information. You can't fire there. me. Yeah. 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 And it's like, is that, is, is it ready? Yeah, it's ready. <laughs> Vaporize. I'm like, oh, I thought this was the anti gravity cut. <laughs> no, that's over there. <laughs> like oh classic and i he, thought this was br- set to stun mode yeah yeah he brushes it off pretty pretty well yeah, from yeah, he moves we, on. we see as his first kill yeah um, oh yeah well, is it is it his first kill or his first kill is vulture first kill with that gun oh that guy looks that like gun. he could have gotten into some shit from like back in like cleaning up the incident days you know oh he probably did clean up the incident days Peter decides to um, set the tracer, which is cool. It's the first time we've, I think, ever seen the tracer in live action form. That's something he normally has. And he kind of, in the books, he senses it through his spider sense. It's how the tracer works. Eventually, he makes it to where it's closer to this. But originally, it was spider sense. And it's like, I got to go to D.C. And so we go to D.C. 
do you want me to what is it do you want me to get into um activate the um, special type of combat yeah yeah <laughs> instant kill no no not instant kill i love when he uses the advanced interrogation later that was pretty funny oh yeah and he gets locked uh, up in a storage facility because he tries to interfere with an event with them hijacking which is cool tech when you see like the weird like go through matter mm-hmm. tech that vulture is using it's really cool i'm surprised they haven't brought it back into some way in the mcu it's very spot like yeah they actually that's could be how they could do the marvel the mcu spot is use that tech which would be kind of cool mm-hmm. uh but yeah, he gets there. He goes to DC, gets stuck there. This is where we get a lot of the Jennifer Connelly scenes because he's removed the tracker from his suit. He's act- fully activated the suit and then learns that the thing that they have is a bomb and Ned's probably going to kill everyone. And Ned, they it's the most accurate representation of DC area. No cell service. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get through to Ned. Ned's not listening. He goes up and destroys the uh, Washington Monument. So true about that cell service, by the way. I know, I know. It's truthful. <laughs> then, like, we're the land of, like, student drivers. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. And yet, I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lie. <laughs> um, I do appreciate how they... They're all celebrating because Michelle gets the last uh, mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're up in the we're up in the the thing, um, the 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 um, Washington Monument. Is, is this where the the accent the can't lose another student line comes from? Yep, right afterwards. And, I, and I'm like, wait, hold on, what did you just say? I know I couldn't not lose again. another student on a trip. Not again. And I'm like, not, not again. What was the first time? Yeah. I do love how the DC police assume Spider-Man caused it all. It's very on brand for the character <laughs> that he gets mistaken as the criminal, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, It's a cool little scene. I, I appreciate how they, how he gets through like last second saves Liz and almost, they almost do like, set up to do a Gwen Stacy type yeah. moment. Yeah. And then they don't. And then it's like, I'm spot of it. And it just falls. Mm-mm. It's just great. Oh, I love it. I love the whole thing. Um, lots more happens. Things happen, but Spider-Man's going to go to the ferry and he's going to try. Well, he interrogates your favorite scene. Sorry. Yeah. He, he does the interrogation. And then he makes the mistake of um, lying to Mr. Stark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, my favorite Glover line is, "You got to get better at this." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like of this, you got to get better. I think it's great. Give me off this two hours, two hours, Mister Criminal. Bye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get to the ferry, and um, everything that can go wrong goes wrong on the ferry. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Uh, we do get to see. Actually, this is the first time he gets a glimpse at Tombs out of costume. Yes. Is in this. Um, we get our look at the at uh, Matt Gargan, who will become the Scorpion. And they there's um, a Scorpion tattoo on his neck, which you can better see in the prison scene. So they set up a little bit of that. And the FBI's there, and they're horrible at their jobs. And 
Well, they're not horrible at their Peter's... jobs as much as like this is just like the classic miscommunication of people not working together and stepping on each other's toes. True, True. True. And they, but they, and they're also not. It shows how they're not prepared for a superhero world, or supervillain world. Agreed. Because they can't do anything against him. He gets the gun. Peter tries to save the day. Bad things happen. Peter um, gets fired. He's fired from his internship. Mm. This is a fun. Let me give me the suit. I'm not wearing anything. We can we can take care of that. We can help you there. So how do you think he got home? Do you think <laughs> Peter just or um Tony just left him there on top of that um that building? I would like to think Maybe? he gave him like he dropped him off at Port Authority. That's what I Maybe like to think. Of, yeah, I think that's what he did. That would be that would have been Smith. I do like that Tony or that Peter tries to throw it back in Tony's face. Yeah, and it's and very he, much Tony has that moment son. where he says, like, "Well, he has that moment where he says, Gosh, I sound like my father.'" Mm-hmm. But I love his like. I did listen to you. Like I did. Who do you think called the authorities? It was me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I actually note that it's the ultimate armor because you can really see the colors in it. Yeah. So with the gold, it's like a gold and like a silver. Yeah. Um, look. Then he um goes back to school, or sorry, goes back home, and Aunt May's about to kill him, and he's like to stop the like grounding he's about to get. He's like, I got fired. I yeah. got fired from an internship. Then he goes to school, and then he gets the or not the suspension, but the long time. He gets the in-school detention. Yeah. Um, and then you see that MJ just likes to, or sorry, Michelle just likes to go there and hang out for some strange reason. Because she's weird. We haven't really heard her name yet at this point. No, we've right? only been yeah, dancing around say, it. They, they just dance. say Michelle. That's all we get up at, um, until the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter goes out to to get to go to the bathroom and this is where he sees Liz and gets the courage to ask her out. Which is kind of nice. At and, his lowest uh, point. Yep, his lowest point. And then um we're off to the races. I need to be I need to be helped. We go to her house and what would have been nice they didn't do. They don't do until in game no Infinity War. But it would have mm-hmm. been very nice when he knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. And Volt Tombs opens it if his spider sense would have gone off. Because his spider sense mm-hmm. should have gone mm-hmm. off at that point. Um, but I like that he's like, I know you. It's like he's trying to piece. I think he, I don't know if he 100% realizes he's Vulture yet. Because he doesn't get a clear shot of Vulture's face, I thought. I thought he only got to see him from the back. I think he acts a little over awkward, mm-hmm. like at this point, where I'm like, man, like. Kind of be it's like, like no wonder he figures it out. Yeah, he's just staring at him. <laughs> like, yeah. pay attention to your date. Like, you don't have any ability to like play with the moment, so to speak. You know, I yeah. don't know. you're a teenage boy, and she's wearing a short pink dress, and all you want to do is stare at the father. Yeah, it should be. You look at her. The father's like, uh, uh-uh, eyes here. But I do appreciate like the test. Like, hey, would you like a whiskey or bourbon? <laughs> Uh, I'm not old enough to drink. Good answer. Yeah, that is. I, I love Keaton that. Bearing pure scene stealing, charismatic there. Oh yeah, yeah. The entire time he overshadows Tom Holland, just like he owns those scenes, and he does it again and, when and they John, get to that, if, the, the warehouse. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And John, if you don't pull that one day when your daughter's going to homecoming, if you don't pull that exact same line, I don't know. I probably will. And while holding a knife, (laughs) then you failed. You have failed. I've already played that. That's the equivalent of like, I'm going to polish my shotgun or clean my shotgun while you're you're coming over. That's. I know this, but this is the nerd equivalent. (laughs) It's the nerd equivalent. It's still not okay. (laughs) All right, fine. Then, John, you have to do a car ride and make it extremely awkward at the end. (laughs) Like, I'm going to give him the man talk, pull out the gun, and just like hold it in the back. Yeah, that's quite the talk. (laughs) Well, I love the car ride when, like, Peter has an internship with, um, with um iron man oh you do or with tony stark you do yeah he works with spider-man tell me more yeah. <laughs> oh he's like like shut up when do you think <laughs> i had a conversation about this my wife and my kids when do you think he knew it was that peter parker was spider-man mm. i think he gets it on the you were lucky he helped you and the washington mm-hmm. monu- uh, monument and like, oh, but you weren't there. Mm. That to me was the moment that it mm. registers. I kind of agree. He starts and putting that, clues together. Yeah, and after that, it's just him confirming. He needs yeah. like a second and third like verification. But he, he gets, basically pulls a bluff. He basically moment. pulls a bluff on him and basically confronts him in the hopes that he's right. You know, yeah. he's bluffing, and he's like, "Okay, I got him." Yeah, and obviously, and the moment the he whole, left, like, he sent Shocker to wait for him to see what he did. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, but I love what like, I'm gonna give him the talk, you know, and that the Michael Keaton look, and then the gun back there, and like, I'm not gonna kill you because you saved my daughter's life. I'm gonna let you go. And you're gonna go in there and you're gonna show her a really good time, but not too good. Now get out of my car. No, no, he says. Now what do you say? Thank. Oh you. yeah. Now what do you say? You're Thank welcome. You. Yeah, now get out of my car. Um, Can I just say, Michael Keaton does a great villain in this. Not a mm-hmm. great dad. There's pretty much no point where I believe that he is her dad. Based on, like, relationship familiarity. Well, it feels like he's kind of like an her adult. <laughs> he's, like, he's like an absentee father-ish kind of thing. But doesn't he reference her when he's like this picture my kid drew of the incident yes you know, that's her. i think he's yeah, one of those yes. people who works all the time and doesn't get to be in their kids life as much as they want to be it doesn't diminish how much they they feel for them it just means that from some people's perspectives it would seem like there is some distance there but it's mainly driven by the fact that he's constantly working i mean i'm not disagreeing with that i'm just saying there's well, no feeling well of eric to that i like to think that he is like the dad that you want him to be mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie where he's showing off the picture. But yeah. then once he turns to crime, everything shifts to mm. where it's more about like, fine, I got screwed over. I'm going to screw over everyone else. And I'm just going to give them the best life I can give them financially. But to do that, he has to, excuse me, he has to ignore everyone. Yeah. So I think that's where, I think that's where it kind of falls. Okay. Um, so yeah, we get that wonderful scene. Peter, this is the this is the one shitty thing we see Peter do the whole movie. He runs straight into his date. I'm sorry, and leaves. That's the one like truly shitty thing we see Peter do. 
Yeah. We I, we understand why he does it, but it is still the one the one horrible thing we see. He goes and gets the old suit, and um, boom, there's Shocker. Ned saves the Thank day, God which is Ned. nice. Thank God for Thank Ned. God for Ned. Yeah. Thank God for Ned understanding how to use the web shooter, which is also kind of weird. But I assume maybe Peter showed him at some point. Uh, I think it's kind of I think it's intuitive enough that he probably would have figured it out. Yeah, Ned's maybe a smart guy, yeah. right? He's not Ned is a smart guy. He's man in chair. Yeah, he is man oh my in gosh. chair. That scene when they're doing the man in chair and then he gets found. I just, I and love that, the found. Like, what are you like, doing? I'm. What are you doing? Looking at porn. <laughs> like, of all the things, like so good. Geez, you're bad uh, at this. I love that he does get through right before that. He gets through to Happy, and Happy like just hangs up on him. <laughs> like, there's so many great things of it. We learned that this time, um, that Avengers Tower is getting sold. Like mm-hmm. they're emptying it out. Um, who bought it? We it's don't know. Moving day. No. Yeah, we never. Yeah, find, it's moving day. We have never found out who bought it. I think no, nope, that's still an open plot hole. No. It's still just an no, open bottle. But I know, think yeah. Kang did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, there's <laughs> lots. There's funny. lots of theories that um, Norman Osborn bought it. Mm. There's there's lots of theories to, to Norman, which we will address Norman in the room when we get to that movie because I have lots of Norman theories. Uh, mm. So yeah, looking at porn. So Peter goes and he gets. Oh, uh, so, this is something Rachel figured out. Did either of you watch the new Saved by the Bell show? No. No. There's a character in it. Um, she's trans in it. She's in this movie before she transitioned when she's still mm-hmm. a he. Interesting. She's one of Liz's friends. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it was well, just I mean, something Rachel. We noticed. have we have pre-transition uh Elliot Page as well. Well, not in this. We just have no, but in the MCU. And, yeah. Um, well, yes, because of the Marvels, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Spidey goes off to um, to get the fight, and this is where you've been talking about um, several times. He has that confrontation with Vulture, mm-hmm. and Vulture tries to win him over, and he's like, "I'm, I'm really just stalling." <laughs> yeah. And then the wings come yeah. in, and it's a cool scene. And then I love that, like, "Oh, you couldn't get me. Who said I was after you?" And then like they do that pan back shot, and you see what it had been doing, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh." Oh, and, yeah. and just oh. the world just collapses on him, and Peter's got to get out. Vulture's trying to go up and get the stuff off the ship. Oh no, sorry, he collapses because he, he doesn't go up yet because Peter's got to go up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those times you realize like the Vulture's willing to kill Peter Parker. Yeah, he's willing to do anything. Well, he told him his way much. of protecting his family. Yeah, he threatened him. He told him this. Sure, would be but like. Everyone threatens a child. It's like it's not until like they start trying to actually kill the kid, you know, that you're like, oh, he, you know, like, because he knows who he is at this point, right? It's not just the mm-hmm. the faceless superhero. It's this True. teen, you know. I'm gonna kill you, he yeah. says to the teen, and the teen's like, okay, I'm sorry, True. and then he's like, okay, cool, I'm still gonna kill you, right? Accept your responsibilities. Yeah, you, you wear that <laughs> outfit. <laughs> Which we had the line earlier from Tony. If the out if the outfit is you, then you mm-hmm. don't deserve the outfit. Right. If you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have the suit. Yes. Yeah. So this is why we have Doctor. Which Evans feels along. like projection. That feels that feels like projection on his part too. Oh yeah. 
fairly confident it is. Yeah, fairly confident it is. Um, Peter gets up and he manages to get a very quick web line on Vulture and they go off to the ship, to the plane. And we use that cool tech again. I don't understand how Peter is able to not pass out at the altitude they're at. But that's another thing. But I do like the cloaking tech they use. I think the cloaking yeah. tech's pretty cool. Especially when Peter walks in front of the camera mm-hmm. and like the ship like shimmers of him. Uh we get through all that cool stuff. I love how like Vulture finds the Iron Man helmet and is like and throws it. But he finds that box of arc reactors and he's like chiching. Think about what, what I would have done with that. He could have powered an entire army of Iron Man suits somewhere. Imagine if that's what Armor Wars is going to be about. No is the arc reactor stuff having gotten out. Mm-hmm. Peter brings it down. It's actually a fairly quick crash fight. Crash Coney at the Island. End once... that was a Coney crash Island the Coney crash. Island. Yeah. Good riddance. And then... <laughs> no, no, no. I, like, I like their hot dogs. I like your hot dogs at Nathan's. Um, it's kind of a trash heap, though. Let's be honest. It smells. Coney Island smells. You can write me at notfunnyguys.offer.gmail.com because it smells. Uh, so anyway, uh, crashes in, but then it's, it is a kind of a quick fight. They wrap up this movie pretty fast, yeah. faster than we're wrapping it life. up. Does save his life. Yeah, we are, and we we are get, taking longer than the end of this movie. <laughs> we get the classic. We get the classic Spidey note, which yeah. is kind of fun. Mm. And happy, and then, but he saved. Yeah, I like that. Happy, happy shows up in the bathroom him. afterwards. Happy yeah. owes him hard. Mm-hmm. So this is actually John or, or Eric. This is where after the fight scene, when we're at the thing, we're learning about who's going to be the new lead of the debate team. We're like, and Michelle's going to be the new lead. Oh, my friends call me MJ. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we get the the MJ line. Yeah, and fans like shit their pants. And fury and anger. And then they it's found not out they a red dating. Then they found out they yeah. were dating. Oh. And they're, ah! Yes, it's weird. Anyway, um, she's a great MJ. She's yes. smart. That's the best thing. Oh, no. Um, Peter, gets, Peter gets the phone call um, to go to the bathroom, which is where we see Happy. And I love the awkward, like, three minute scene of the kid coming <laughs> out, washing its hands. Giving them the stink eye. Yeah, <laughs> walks away. I just want to say, there's an adult man, and the, yes. and the <laughs> feels inappropriate in the in the bathroom of like a school, yeah. talking to the kid. And the other kid's just like, uh, like that's the look. It's like, uh, should I call someone? <laughs> <laughs> I it's like, come on, Mister Stark wants to see you. And so they get in the car and they go to the new Avengers. So what he campus. calls it, Mister Stark? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we go to the new Avengers campus, and um, he gets offered the new Spidey suit that he doesn't out, take. And can I, I love point out a new con- another yeah. um, continuity problem with this. Sure, they've already been there at that new campus for a while. Why do they act like it's just a new thing? There's a feels like there's. I assume it was. I assume it because it was rebuilt after Civil War. I guess. Because Hawkeye blows shit up. Yeah, sure. He didn't blow up that much. Wanda did more damage. Right. Maybe that's what actually it is. Okay. The, with Wanda did, it actually could have caused structural damage. That maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just overthinking that one. But yeah. 
you have a good point though. If those, if neither of those are the reason, then yeah, they do have a weird continuity. It feels like, it feels like it's kind of like a squished time frame. Mm-hmm. But so is everything else. Maybe in the, the movie. Maybe yeah. the new book will explain. Aha! Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so Coming I do. Like, I do appreciate that he's like, "Am I an Avenger?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna put you next to Vision. We're gonna put you in the room next to Vision. He doesn't like doors. Yeah, or walls, <laughs> or walls. <laughs> Uh, but I do like that he turns it down, which is a great Spidey thing. And I love how like they they lie, like it's a test. Yes. Um, and Pepper it's, is it's so a mad. Great, it's it's a great moment, and I love that. Oh well, we got to announce something. You got the ring. We can't do that. And he gets the ring. So like we get this sets up when they're married later. Yeah, which is great. Dead. They're engaged later. We see them in Infinity where they're engaged. They're going. Oh, that's right. But this at least gets us to that point. It bridges yes. that little that little gap. If you watch this movie, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. And then he, Pete gets home, and there's a bag on his bed. He puts on the suit, and it's a great scene. He's all ready. He's ready to go. And what the fuck? Annabelle, and yeah, Aunt May almost drops that F-bomb for us. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was almost the first F-bomb. And then we cut away to a great like uh, paper mache yearbook thing so yeah it's a cool they do this movie has makes style. me think it makes me think of miss marvel what they do in miss marvel with her little mm-hmm. imagination stuff where it's like cut out pieces yep. and color paper yeah mm-hmm. um then we get our tag number one of tombs in prison with scorpion this and... also sets up the trend by the way not to derail real quick but like yeah. of the end of spider-man spoiler alert of the end of the tom holland spider-man's always setting up a reveal of who he is yeah. to, to people True, yeah. true. Um, after the meet Scorpion, we find out that Tombs is protecting Spider-Man because he saved and his I life. T- I think that's why he's doing it because he saved his life in that last fight. I, I think he feels like a weird, as, a weird kind of like loyalty. I take it as he wants to be the one to kill him. Possibly that too. He doesn't want anyone else to know who he is because then they could kill him first. Mm. That's my theory. Oh, also, his that. daughter and family have to move away. Yes. Um, that happened. That whole um, thing. Yeah. Tag two, cap PSA about <laughs> patience and how patience doesn't always reward you. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Thanks for mocking um, us, Cap. So the plot holes that are left over with these two movies, um, who? what's the big ship for Thor? Asgardian people, what's going on with them? And this one, though, Scorpion is an open plot hole. Vulture in prison is an open plot hole. The new suit, a new Avengers team, May learns the truth. And who the hell bought Avengers Tower? True. Got a lot of plot holes in this one. Yeah. And this really like, kind of relaunched things, didn't it? It it does. It does definitely reset some things. Um, all right. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, before we do our final thoughts. We're talking about one movie. We're back to one again, um, which will be nice. And we're going to talk about just Black Panther, which can be found on the Big D. hey Yep. Black Panther's on the Big D. And then, the oh, the next movie, we're t- it's going to be two weeks in a row, one movie. That makes me very happy. Uh, makes John even happier. <laughs> I know at some point in time, we're going to be back to a couple. Um, oh, it's week. it's the next week. That will have two, but they're two fun ones actually. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. So Black Panther next week, everybody. Black Panther. So let's um 
let's give some final thoughts. Um, who wants to go first, or should I pick Eric? You mean what? What? I'll, I'll go first, I guess, if you're going to pick me anyway. <laughs> I could have picked, picked John, but it, thank you for volunteering to go first. Uh, final thoughts. It was a pretty good week. Um, a, a enjoyable week in terms of the movies. Uh, both of them, I think, are... I think it's the best Spider-Man we've gotten at this point. Um, it's the most honest of, of youthful Spider-Man in, in Tom Holland versus our Tobey Maguire's or Andrew Garfield. So you're um, going to do Spider-Man first? No, I'm just saying it as a week oh. in general, right? Gotcha. Um, so it's been, a, it's, it's, it's been a fun week for a couple movies at the same time. It, it, it all worked out. Um, so I guess if I'm going in order, I'm supposed to do the team Thor one and two. Is that right? Yeah. Let's do the team Thor's real quick. All right. So team Thor part one, one. let me find it. I I guess you have it here. It just, it it comes in at number 33. Um, it's fun. It's a short, so it just doesn't have the kind of, uh, the way to come all the way up. It's about four stars. I rated it, um, pretty good. I, I do think I liked it too, but like, yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. It has some continuity issues. When, like I said, I watched this after watching Thor Ragnarok, but um, but had I not, it would have just been a fun little teaser in the in the universe, I guess. Well, part two, part two falls right behind it because it's basically the same. Uh, it's still four mm-hmm. stars, but uh, it comes in at number thirty four. Uh, so it's like nice. a, it's kind of just continuation at that point. Um, what about um some Thor Ragnaroky? Moving up to Thor Ragnarok, this is probably my favorite Thor. I think it ranks at that point. It's still Thor. I'm not, I'm not huge on Thor in the way that others are. I know you're you're bigger on Thor than I am, but this I think got four and a half stars from me because it is probably one of the best, if not the best, entry of Thor for me. Um, I do like it. It did get the heart for me as well. Um, so you're sore on Thor. I'm sore on Thor a little bit, but it still made my top 15. I think it is number 15. Um, It falls right behind Guardians 2, but right ahead of Doctor Strange, because Doctor Strange uh, is a disagreement between you and I here as well. So you you hate Thor Ragnarok. All right, that's fine. fine. (laughs) Uh, What about Team Daryl? Team Daryl, uh, that that to me is the best of the teams. Um, it it really kind of plays into the strengths of of all the fun. I think at that point, Taika Waititi obviously knew he had the job. Mm-hmm. He knew he had had the ability to play with some fun. It also keeps the character of uh, the Grand Master alive in a way that didn't necessarily be uh, wasn't guaranteed based on the ending of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, it kind of. I think I mentioned this to you. I don't know if I did it offline or or on the pod earlier, but I said it's it's kind of a what if moment where oh it makes no sense. It makes no sense for him to be in this moment, you know, based on the timeline we saw. But at the same time, it's great because it still kind of does. Maybe it's just a a separate timeline, which would work based on the Team Thor continuity issues as well, being kind of a more what if idea. Uh, but nonetheless, so, um, yeah, no, it was great. I, it comes, I think, at number 21 for me. So it is above a lot of the other shorts at this point. But I think it falls right behind uh, like Agent Carter and a funny thing happened on the way Thor's hammer, which are still pretty great in my opinion. All right. And then the um, the last one, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Damn, this is good. This is this is a fun reintroduction to a live-action Spider-Man Um this got, I think, four and a half stars. I think it had a, a couple 
small you know things where it's like eh, you know it had it it got a little bloated around the um the vulture stuff i think i mentioned it earlier it was that i i would have loved to see more connection between michael keaton and his family for as much as he was doing everything for them he felt kind of disconnected from them and they never even purpose. established that as an on-purpose moment and i think maybe that's the other thing i'd like is, well, he's is, doing is, criminal is, enterprise uh, what are you gonna do yeah. well then have her, have her mention. that's how eric does it well have 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 liz say like oh my dad's never around you or something like that she right? kind of does say that yeah right well i miss he's that always line. busy he's always going to work when he comes and meets him at their house they yeah. does say that oh he's always busy she makes yeah. a point. Just yeah. Like All right. So where do you put this? Where'd you put this thing? It's good. But now that you guys are saying all that, maybe I'll fucking put it lower. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's four and a half stars. I liked it. It comes in at number, I think, six on my list right now. It really is a, a fun romp. Um, and really, I mean, great, we know you hate the movie, romp. but it's all right. Jesus. All right. I'm going to quit going first on these. <laughs> John, what about you? Where are you? Um, where I know you only do the thing. So really quickly. Just overall right, thoughts so, on the shorts. You don't have to say where they would be. I, I like them. I, I would shorts. put Team Daryl the the highest, honestly. That's probably my favorite. Just go Jeff Goldblum. So yeah. That's, um, that's as favorite. in terms of the movies, let's start with Spider Man Homecoming because I actually put that one at number twelve. I give it four and a half stars. I really like it. It is the probably the best live action Spider Man. But the real shocker is going to be where I you put hate Thor that Ragnarok. movie. Then, man, Short Thor Ragnarok gets number two on my list. What? I am a sucker for the just over outlandish Jack Kirby of this of it all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just something about that. It's just a complete 180 on all the traditional Thors. And it is my all time favorite Thor. I will watch it over and over and over and over again. No five stars, ladies and gentlemen. I did. And I put it between into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse. So wow. 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 That's nuts. Yeah, That's kind of cool. Uh, all right. Go, go so let's. Uh, whoa. I don't know what just happened there. Um, all right. Let's see mine real fast. Let me scroll to um, this one right here. All right. Cool. All right. So let's do the shorts real fast. Let's hit up those shorts. So Team Thor Part One, two and a half stars. That's right, Eric. Two and a half stars. Um, it's number 47 on my list. It is right behind New Mutants, which I will watch over this, even though this is three minutes long. And it is just in front of the consultant. Um, I think it's, it does an interesting job of setting up a, a fun world, but it's not until part two where this shines. And I do like part two. And it is three stars. And it's number 35 on my list, just behind X2 and in front of Groot's Pursuit. When we get to Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, five stars. I love it. I heart it. Um, but it's number nine on my list. Um, I don't know what else I can really say about Thor. We talked a long time about it. I really enjoy it a lot. Then we get to Team Daryl. Three and a half stars. But I love the fuck out of this trailer. Or the short. I love it. It makes me happy. Um, it's number 14 on my list. And um, yeah, it's just funny. It is funny, 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 funny. It's right behind Ant-Man and right in front of Guardians 2. So I'll watch this before I watch Ego. 
And then um, Spider-Man Homecoming. I love Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is a great character. Um, and I say Spider-Man Homecoming for me is a four stars. And it's number seven on my list. Um, right behind Winter Soldier and right in front of an I Am Groot short. Um, but Doctor Strange is still in front of it. Because I like Doctor Strange a lot. Uh, but I did want to mention real quick on the Team Daryl with your what if thing. All right. He, Grandmaster's stuck on Earth. I think that his he stays in LA and his next roommate is um, the, um, one of the Eternals. The one who um, is into Bollywood. Now I can't think of his name. Um, the the Bollywood actor in Eternals. Either one of you, come on. Um, I just can't think of uh, the actor or the character name now. You're killing me. Anyway, I think that um, he Grandmaster would be his roommate. And I would love to see that short. I would love to see them having fun. Or maybe it's um, his um, servant who um, Grandmaster lives with. Anyway, I think it'd be fun. So number 14 for that one. Spider-Man's number seven. I love my list. I love my list. Eric is wrong with his list. John is weird with his list. Doctor Strange should be number one. Isn't that right, Eric? Eric, you're silent, so we can't hear you. Kumail Nanjiani. Thank you. Or Kingo uh, is the character. Kingo, thank you. I would love to see Grandmaster rooming with Kingo. Mm-hmm. I think would be an that'd amazing be, be short. Yeah. Um, so there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us. A little bit longer, but we had um, some shorts and other stuff to talk about. Next week to be Black Panther, it's to be a little shorter. So where can you find us? You might be wondering. You can reach us via email at notfunnyguys.offthereels@gmail.com. You can write in like um, Will did today. You can find us on the Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents on the Twitter. Um, screw you, Musk. I will not say your name for it at Not Funny Guys Pod. You can find us on the Blue Sky at the Not Funny Guys Blue Sky. You can find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell. Letterbox says Vash Maxwell. Hive is Casey Franklin. Blue Sky is Casey Franklin. Eric can be found on Letterbox as Eckley. On LinkedIn, it's his name. Come on, people. It's LinkedIn. And Insta at Hot Honey underscore comics. And I what what's that eric you you have a blue sky you have a blue sky now wow congratulations for accepting the invite we sent you um (laughs) i look forward to seeing what your blue sky is going to be called and um going on about john where can people find you um you can find me over on the instagram at uh, esoteric underscore by underscore design um on letterbox at esoteric underscore evans and blue sky at arching with a phd and on the blue sky, I assume that if your book gets picked up, we'll find out it there, right? Oh, well, there, Instagram, everywhere. Nice. LinkedIn, the Larks. Nice. I hope you give us the exclusive on um, when that's... Sure, I when will. That comes out. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, and uh, we love you. Have a good night. Peace out. Good night. Bye, say not funny, guys, again. Not funny, guys, again. No, can you say not funny, guys?